the salt of the streets coming at you every week with this food for thought hope you ready to eat with everything going on in this nation we need some information and that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation with real talk and real topics real people real problems think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to colin and the donovan because right, that's the what, what's that? up, oh, let's get ready and like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship. It's been a while, but we're back to Salt of the Streets podcast. It is Saturday, December 29th, 1.03 p.m., episode 40 fucking 5. And on the, 45, the 45th episode, <sighs> welcome back everybody to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on weekly news, pop culture, and sports. That is completely built from the ground up for the everyday normal person like you and I. Join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am Colin. I am Donovan. And coming up on this week's show, we're going to be jumping in first thing with the government shutdown. We're going to get all caught up on that since we're still in the middle of it. Yep. And uh, and after that, I think we're just going to kind of... uh, do like an extra long special grab bag and try to get caught up on some of the stories that uh, have been going down since we've been gone. Some of the big stories that yeah, there was a lot that happened too. Yeah, a lot yeah. of big stuff. Yeah, so we're gonna, I'm really we're gonna excited. Talk some, we're gonna talk some farm bill. We're gonna talk some government shutdown. We're gonna talk some some Syria, some Jim Mattis, yeah. some what's what's the other guy's name? Fucking, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, guy? Yeah, the uh, McGurk. 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 So we're we're gonna talk about some of that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you you said it's it's been a while. Um, like I said, we took that took I took two weeks off. Um, the first one so that I could spend some time with my family, and then the next one because it was Christmas and all that shit. So <coughs> excuse me. So it's getting danger close to baby time, right? Without being too graphic, we are fucking Death knocking Con on the door. One. So. Um, been thinking a lot, right? Just about just f- family in general. You know, I come from a very, very non-traditional household. Um, where like I grew up with, uh, my mom and my grandma and my sister and mm-hmm. me all in one house. And like that's so how we grew up. My parents got divorced when I was like two. And, um, <clears throat> then, you know, my dad moved away and did whatever he's doing. And so I have a, a stepmom and, uh, like, like a little brother and, and two little brothers and whatever. And, um, <clears throat> I don't want to, I don't know if my dad listens to this or not, right? And so if you do, I don't want you to think that I am trying to slander you to a group of people because that's not my intent, right? But as I get closer to having a child of my own, it's naturally something I consider the way that I was raised without a father and how this is, just how I'm going to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? <clears throat> In the last couple years of my birthday, I haven't talked to my dad on the phone, right? Like having not a phone call. Like not nothing, right? And so this Whoa. year I got like a a message on Facebook that was like, "Hey, happy birthday!" Like you know, we all love you. You can make a thing like you can like make a meme on Facebook. Or oh something. yeah, you know yeah. you can like put words on your shit. And so that's what it was. It's just almost like, like a, the modern day e cards. Yeah. It, yes. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what it was. That's like happy birthday, whatever. Which obviously is nice because he took time out of his day with his family on Christmas Eve to say happy birthday to his oldest son. Um, but 
I almost want to talk to like to the other people that listen that also don't that also don't have dads. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure that it's something that they think about too. Because my whole life, that's something I've thought about not having a dad. It's it like consumes part of your life because your father should be such a huge part of your yeah, life. I can you only know? imagine. And like that type of shit is not good enough. You know, it, it's not good enough. If you want to have a relationship with your kid when you don't live in the same house as them, that's not good enough. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Message on Facebook or like fucking a bunch of gifts, just spending money on your kid. That's not good enough. You know what I'm saying? That's not the same thing. It doesn't equate, right? And so on my way here, I'm thinking about like, what does that mean? You know, what is, what should that mean? What should you do if you want to try and have a relationship with your kid when you don't live with them anymore, right? So I think about what my mom does. And again, with not Selena, my mom, my mom annoys the shit out of me. My mom calls me at times that are supremely inappropriate. That I'm just, I'm at the, I'm at, I'm right in the middle of being at the store. So it's not inappropriate, but just in, inconvenient for me, right? Calls me in inconvenient times, ask me weird questions, ask me to come over to a house and do stuff I don't want to do. That's what you should be doing. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be a good dad, you should be hitting me up random times. That's going to be inconvenient for me. You know what I'm saying? Whenever, because I know that she's doing that because whatever she's doing, she's thinking about me, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why she did that. Is because whatever the fuck she's doing in her day, I know that it, it reminded her of me. And mm-hmm. so she's hitting me up to be like, oh, I should have, you know, I got to call Donovan and ask him this or tell him this or whatever. Like, it's that type of shit that even though it's annoying you at the time, like I said, when I'm looking at it now, I know that's only happening because my mom is thinking about me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that's... When, I, when I don't ever hear from my dad, when the only time I called my dad when we found out we were going to have a kid, right? We called everybody kind of one gangbang weekend and, uh-huh. and whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's dope. And by the way, we talk for a few minutes. Hey, I really got to go. I got I to pull this pork butt out of the smoker. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Have not spoken to him since. Oh, man. You know, and I'm I'm not saying that to try and be like, you know, look at me. Like, I don't have a dad. Like, that's that's not my point, right? Yeah. My point is like, what the fuck? You know? And then when when we do talk on the phone, like on, on occasions or whatever, he's like, oh, you know, you guys should come down for, for Thanksgiving or something. You know? And like stay in the house and... Come down for a couple of days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. Why would I want to do that? Like when you can't even try and like f- just call me on my birthday to say what's up, you know, because that's not my job. I don't think and I don't. And this is what I wanted to say to the kids that also don't have dads. It's not your job. It is not your job to ensure that you have an effective relationship with your father or any of your parents. That's not on you. You know, that's if you have a kid and you want a relationship with them, that is on you. Yeah. To make that happen. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I think 100%. And that, I mean, at some point, you know, I feel like you're doing the right thing by, you know, continuing to, you know, reach out to him as you did like that. But is there a point where, when it really comes down to it, sh- are you better just walking away completely? <clears throat> you know, and and I don't... At least as an adult, it's one thing when you're a kid and growing up, but now that you're yeah. an adult, I mean, that's a... I feel like that is a choice that should be looked at. Well, and, and I'm sure that some people would call me at least slightly hypocritical, right? Because I'm at a point now where I also don't actively reach out to my dad. Like, I don't, I don't call him on Christmas to, like, say what's up or on his birthday or anything or mm-hmm. on Father's Day. But I also would not 
ignore him if he were to call me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't ignore him. You know, if he called me and was like, Hey, can I, like, when is the baby going to be here? Can I come up with the baby? Sure. That's what you're going to do. You know, that's fine. I would, that would be great. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to do that. I just, I don't care enough to do that because you've not showed me that you care enough. And that's not my job to, like I said, I don't feel like that's my responsibility to make that happen. Yeah. So. And I don't think it is. Yeah. You know, especially at the age you are now. I mean, it's obvious that, you know, if there's no interest, there's no interest. Got other shit to be worried about. You know, I would rather be focused on. You know, and as shitty as it is to have that from like your father. Yeah. You know. Yes, you know, technically when it boils down to it, it's all kind of the same as if it was any other person that, yeah. you, you know, that's why friends, you know, can be as close as family, but sometimes your family isn't as close as those friends. Yeah. You know, it's all just relationships. When that, uh, but I can't imagine the emotional difficulty that that would take. Can't even imagine. Well, and do you remember, it's probably like a year ago. Um, well, it had to be less than a year because we talked about it on the show, but there was like that study that came out, you know, of the biggest factor that affects how like a young man does is whether or not he has a dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When that came out and we heard that whole thing on the daily, we talked about that for a long time, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, word, like, I know, I think all the time how my life would be different, even if I didn't have a dad, but if my grandpa was alive, you know, because my grandpa, my mom's dad died two years before I was born. And when we were growing up, the grandma that I lived with is my mom's mom, you know? So we would have been living with my, with my grandma and my grandpa, you know, he like, I would be drastically different if my grandpa was alive. My whole family would be drastically different. That male influence, the direct male, you know, paternal influence. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, so I couldn't have agreed with that anymore, you know, that having like a strong male influence and that is not by any means to take away from. A lot of people got upset because they're like, you know, well, being a mom is just as important, blah, blah, blah. If not more. If not more. Oh, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? They all but, have their their equal role to play. Yeah. There's know. just some shit as a young man that not having a dad really fucks up for you, you know, yeah. in a lot of different ways. And it, it, yeah, it's a strange thing to have to, to have to deal with, you know. It's an odd hurdle to overcome and it's not always the the stereotypical stuff either that you think of like working on cars or you know right you know the typical kind of fatherly manly yeah it's not always that there's just i mean there's a there's a wisdom that comes from somebody that's the same gender as you yeah you know to have that paternal relationship there and i mean you glean wisdom and advice off of that without even trying well, and there's also like a uh, a social aspect to it of like relating to other males, you know, that yeah. if you don't have that relationship with your dad, that's a male that you can take social risks with, you know, and like nothing will happen. You know, you just yeah. kind of figure out, he'll just tell you like, hey, that's like, you can't say shit like that, you know, or that's mm-hmm. really fucking funny. Like, like that's where you kind of learn to deal with stuff is like with your brothers and, and with your dad. That's how you test other like social boundaries with other males, you know, and I didn't have a brother or a dad. You know, when I was growing up. And so yeah. I had a really hard time and still do sometimes have a hard time relating with like other males. When I first started working at Bennick, I had a really hard time working there just because it's the cutting area being all males and so fucking testosterone and like ego driven. Yeah. I, I told Tim at one point, he's like, I don't know if I can work here. And I was going to say, I was, I was like, and I know that this is like a personal problem. I was like, but I just don't 
like fit in well enough being in the middle of everything I was like, I don't know that I can do that. You know, that's how I ended up being where I'm at now on the edge of the room. You and I across from each other. Oh yeah. That's how I got there was like, I can't be in the middle of the room anymore. Like I cannot be <laughs> in the middle of everything because then people are constantly yeah. talking to me and like, I like can't, like I, well, I can't okay. do it. I do. I, do need, I feel like I need to say this because I have worked with group groups of <laughs> mostly men <laughs> You know, because I was a sailor for a very long time. And th- that p- your particular situation <laughs> that you're in right now is is very untypical. Isn't it so weird? It is the that collective group of individuals. Yeah. You, you know, interacts in a way <laughs> that is so not normal to like just groups of other guys. It's most it's of the time. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. So don't, you know, I want to defend our gender a little bit. We're actually, yeah. we actually get along pretty well. We form very great relationships. <laughs> okay. And well, we, <laughs> at least there's that. We can't. Yeah. So don't, for one, just don't take. Don't take your personal truth here as a why. There's just other worlds. Yeah. Everyone's different. Which is good. I, but that is so funny to think about. Something I do is I talk about this all the time uh, on my social media. I tweet about it all the time. Uh, yep. At uh, alpaca underscore Don. Actually, that's Instagram, Salt of the Street on Twitter. You are Big Bird Offy on, on both on, uh, the Instagrams yeah, and the and Twitter, Twitter machines. Um, all of our stuff. You can find us. We have our... Salt of the Streets Instagram at Salt of the Streets. Our Facebook at Salt of the Streets. Uh, you can find everything that we do on saltofthestreets.com. The podcast come out on Monday. The full show video comes out on Tuesday. The blog post and the audio version come out on Thursday. And then we do the, the live pre-show on Saturdays. I see so what you did there. Everything there. You like that? That was clutch. You like that? <laughs> if that is not so. a segue, that was a segue. Yeah. I think you still call that a segue, right? I think to so. Like put, put the intro in there. I think so. Finish yeah. her up. So, topic number one today. <laughs> After that emotional therapy session, Don, thank you for that. That was a roller coaster ride. That's what I thought about on the way here. Tonight, that was healthy. So. Man. <laughs> I mean, is it just me? Did you get a little tearied up there, and you're a little. It is okay. So to I be felt honest, like it was because um, that seemed very. It very is wrong. definitely deeply emotional, but it is something that's I've dealt with for so long that it no longer draws tears. Like okay. it's. Yeah. It is something that I is very, very emotional. But like I said, I have have been dealing with for such a long time. I think I think that rarely. was incredibly healthy for you. I've got to be drinking to yeah. be talking about my dad and like get upset about it. Like oh, that's yeah. I've got to be drunk. drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, drunk. That's like two thirty-two ounce area. Yeah, one time. I don't remember what the fuck we did. Jordan like and I went power out. Power hour style. Jordan and I went out somewhere and then we came home and I kept drinking. Mm. And I, before we lived in the keyboard house, we lived with um, her mom and her stepdad. And mm-hmm. they like let me move in there and it was like super rad. Um, so I didn't have to pay rent at my own house. And as I called them and fucking cried my eyes off about, you know, how much I appreciated them living in at their house, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Leif, you're like a fucking dad to me. And it, was, it was a whole deal. It was. <laughs> so every once in a while, every once in a while, oh, it'll happen. Yeah. That's just that threshold. You know? <laughs> There's that certain type of hammered people can yeah. get where they just do a specific thing. Yeah. And there's like groups of those people. Yeah. They're like the highly emotional drunk. That's it right there. And I got to be fucked up. threshold. Yeah. Down. But not so fucked up that I'm like throwing up, you know, but fucked up enough that 
I am. And that's the next step. As inhibited as I could possibly, as uninhibited as I could possibly be. Like, yeah. So. Oh. Well, that's, that was healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that, though. Thank you for sharing that with us, Don. Anytime, brother. That was Anytime. very powerful. It's good stuff to think about. <laughs> you know, JBP talks about that fatherless aspect a lot, too. Yeah. Uh, especially a lot of his earlier lectures, too. Yeah. No, I'm excited really to really good to check out. I'm excited to annoy my kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I'm gonna be my kid's gonna fucking hate me at a certain point in time. <laughs> I just, I'm just that guy. You know? Like, hey, what are you doing? I'm shopping, Dad. Well, what are you? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, our son is either gonna love me or gonna hate me. Like, he's just gonna think that I'm super cool, and you know, I like do all this cool stuff, and you know, he does his podcast and fucking blah blah blah. And, all this whatever and he says this interesting shit and he's gonna share like my similar views and and my outspokenness and go to school and try and argue with his teachers and shit just like i did you know it's either gonna be like that he's gonna be really quiet really embarrassed of the things that i do all the time you know it's like cause scenes places i get upset and i cause scenes places so i feel like i've gone somewhere and i have been done wrong in like a service i've paid for i have no problem making a scene yeah that's just where i'm at in my comfortability with like my confidence, you know, yeah. and so it's either one way or the other where kids are gonna be like, Yeah, no, fuck that. That guy's wrong, or like this is embarrassing as shit, you know. My <laughs> wife my wife gets very embarrassed. She's like, I'm well, I'm gonna go outside. Like, if this is what you're gonna do, I'm gonna go outside. And we do that David tell me how it works out. Okay? That thing in Dave and Buster's, she yeah. went outside. She's like, I'm not gonna stay here while you go Yeah, yeah. When I I took because I told her, I was like, I'm not gonna leave until I talk to the manager. Yeah. She's like, Well then I'm gonna go outside and wait. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll be outside in a little bit. Yeah. And she it's was, something I got to handle alone anyways. That's just. I got this. What she does, you know. That's healthy too. I can imagine it's not fun to be the wife of the guy that's standing there yelling. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like I scream because that would be inappropriate. But you have seen me get boisterous and that's, <laughs> and that's what happens. You know, I get spirited about shit. And I, yeah. like I said, I feel like I've been done wrong. Yeah. And I got a real sore spot for injustices. And so when I'm like, this is bullshit, like, just get heated real quick. Yeah. And I, I can imagine that's not a fun role to play. No. That Thank God you're life. not an activist. Whatever you, whatever <laughs> you were passionate about would, uh, would, would carry great value. Yeah. So, yeah. So from activists. You want to go shut down first? That's what we're doing first? Yeah. Okay. All right. So the, Government shutdown. The partial government shutdown yes. as we're calling it cuz uh cuz this this took effect what last friday um so our last friday maybe an actual date yes because this will come out on monday so it won't be last it friday shut down, last, last friday shut down early saturday like in the morning so that was like so, the but, 15th no it was the 20 22nd 22nd yeah. ah there it is yep I'm looking at a calendar and I can't even tell which way's up. No, the 22nd. Um, yeah, partial government shutdown. And I'm sure that you guys heard about this in the wake of this happening because the most notable piece of media that came from that uh, was the meeting that happened in the Oval Office between oh. President Trump and. Did you watch that? Uh, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, you I'm bet your so ass I you did. And Chuck Schumer, where it was the strangest thing. If it you've was. not seen it, I implore you to go and watch it because it's really not that long and totally fucking worth it. Yeah. The and longest one I could find was 16 some minutes. 
it is essentially a scenario where because I heard my understanding of the situation, right, is that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer were under the impression that they were going to the Oval Office to have a private conversation with President Trump. And when they got there, there was media and cameras and shit already in the Oval Office. Yeah. And so they're like, we're, so I guess we're going to be doing this on camera. And so <laughs> Chuck Schumer is sitting there like this. On like, the couch, oh, yeah. he, I mean, could not look any more feeble than he does. And Nancy Pelosi, she's sitting a mad straight, like all whatever. And But Skeletor, Donald Trump, man. but they're sitting on couches across from each other. And Donald Trump is sitting in a chair in between them that is obviously higher than the rest of them. Like the Always. intent was to be above the rest of them in the That's discussion. That's what he believes in. Just very strange, right? And yeah. so there was a lot of bickering about votes and, um, you know, Senate seats in this election and you know you don't have the votes in the house and you know you don't know that you can become the speaker and she's like I'm confident that I'm going to become the speaker which she almost definitely is yeah. um it was really weird it was really weird it and, was very uncomfortable and then president trump said that he would gladly own a shutdown if it were to happen because this whole big fight this particular time is about funding for the border wall Right. Because President Trump has said that he wants $5 billion for the border wall. For border security. So he said border wall in the beginning, right? And that's important to note because right now they are saying border security, but we will get there, right? Because that's how this, that's where this ends. Exactly. Right. Because put that in there because this is something that, yeah, it's important to understand. Because this whole time, (laughs) this is so fucking stupid. So this is politics. It was like, like almost, politics Jerry Springer. Yes, right. So, That's so what it felt like to me. Politics to the point that you have to be very particular with exactly what words you use, right? Because when they're saying, when President Trump is saying, I want a border wall. Right. Because that's what he ran on. That was his platform was I build the wall. Right. Build that fucking wall. All the Democrats are saying, fuck you. We're not building a wall. We're not doing it. Right. But they are more than willing to like to put money into border security. Right. Yes. To doing different shit to have sensors in some places and in invincible fences in some places and regular fences in some places. Whatever works best for the area because some of it's like mountains and like it's yeah. it's not like it's all totally flat, you know, all across the bottom of the United States. Like yeah. there's all kinds of different terrain there. <laughs> and so it's whatever they think is gonna work best, which I think is totally fine, you know. They also would rather be part of a comprehensive immigration package like its own bill as opposed to slapping it in with the funding that here we're just going to tack on an extra five billion that we have to figure out on the back end right they would rather make it its own bill which i also think is a better fucking idea which i think you probably do too yeah to take one one thing out of the omnibus right um so that's where the big fight started and where the government shut down was because they couldn't get over the border wall idea. And yeah. then after it shut down or in the midst of it shutting down, Sarah Sanders is, you know, she's doing a, a press conference and they're like, so what's up with the border wall? And she's like, we want X amount of dollars for border security, you yeah. know? And at that point, the, the conversation shifts from a border wall to border security, but there still is not able to become. Yeah. A- and that's. To me, this shows the great ignorance behind this whole wall thing. Yeah. Because, you know, there for one, there is no such thing as an earmark, you know, an earmark anymore in these 
in these omnibus packages. Yes. And so the whole package is just, it has to be with what it is. Agreed upon at that time. Yeah. And so, like, essentially, if you want that, then, yeah, like you said, you're going to, we can talk about that in the House, yeah. in the Senate. We can talk about that then, but I need something, you know, and then, and then Trump fires back. He's like, well, I, I have the votes. I know if I want to, I can have the votes yeah. to win in the House. And Nancy argues back with him. And so then, then do it. Yeah, so then, then do, do it, it right now. Send like, it to the House. Then why are you not doing it? Why are you not it? doing yeah. this? He's calling his bluff. And, <clears throat> and slowly throughout this whole thing, you know, they, they bring up border security. He brings up wall. They bring up border security. Then he said that is border security. And then it just kind of – and now I can see this is them – Maybe they finally learned their lesson about how government works a little bit. Yeah. This might be a thing because I think that's exactly what that was with him setting up the cameras. And from that, it, from all intents and purposes, it sounded like they had no idea. And you can see yeah. that in their body language when they're there, how they're talking about it. I mean, they bring it up multiple times. Like, I, you know, this is why we should be having this discussion without cameras. I mean, we, they're clearly uncomfortable. Right. And old Mike Pence sitting there like a thug. Leg spread, yeah. just just chilling, not saying a word, looking back and forth. It's like, and have I'm you just not seen? <laughs> have you seen that there is from some of Jordan's? No, I don't even want to say that. That's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> from some of our choice family members, right? Yeah, obviously Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Um, for, first of all, right? Fuck Facebook. It is easily the most divisive form of social media I've ever come across. It stinks. And no I hate fucking it. question. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Facebook. If but, I had any real morals, we wouldn't be on Facebook. But so, we're <laughs> so through Facebook, I saw that there was a GoFundMe for the wall. Right? Yeah. Have you seen this? And, I have seen this. I looked at this, uh, and so I believe it broke a million dollars. Right. And um, I bet you it's still going right now. And so, oh, I'm sure that it is. And so when it was first starting, like one of our family members like reposted it with some shit that was like, you know, build that wall or what the fuck ever. Mm -hmm. And build that wall. And I said to my wife, because my wife and I have all kinds of conversations, you know, that you and I don't have. And I said, I said, do you know what is the most ignorant thing about this? I said, because there's all kinds of ignorance all over this. I said, but the most ignorant thing? I said, what? I said, the goal of this is $5 million. And I said, do you know what President Trump wanted for the wall? It's a billion said, dollars. I, a billion oh, so dollars. the billion dollars. Said, so I said, so do you know what he wanted for the wall? I said, $5 billion. I said, that's fucking ignorant. <clears throat> so, oh, good God. 18 million. <laughs> oh, my God. $18 million That's now crazy. pledged from just under 300,000 people in 12 days. Holy shit. Anonymous, 50 grand. $50,000? Someone yeah. gave $50,000? <laughs> <laughs> Who has $50,000 to 10, give to the wall? 10,000, 10,000, 9,000. Wow. people. I mean, then there's a lot of like smaller seven, nine, a hundred, so twenty. I gotta give them at least a little bit of props because that dude that dropped fifty grand is like, I want this motherfucker built. Like he's willing to nut the fuck up to, you know what I'm saying? For whatever reason. And I know you only have to pay it if you reach the goal, but still, they at, at some point, you know, he thinks that it might reach a billion dollars and is willing to drop fifty grand on this. Like. Yeah. Word, Mr. Anonymous. Like, I don't agree with you. I think that's fucking stupid, but yeah. I don't 
you're willing to, like I said, you're willing to nut up. So I don't, I'm, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. It's, at, at that one guy. I'm, at not that one guy. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I will say like. In the 10,000. Uh, that's a lot of money. I was at work and somebody there uh, was showing me. They looked up the, like the first donations and stuff like that. And there were some really sketchy looking donations on there. Really? Yeah. Like a lot of, you know, $2 donations by the same person, like 30 times in like 10 minutes. Weird. Yeah. A lot of weird stuff like that. But, you know, I wonder, I don't even know if that's, I wonder I if, if that's not okay. It's just somebody trying to hide their donation, maybe. Right. If they're trying to hide it from their spouse, right? Like if yeah. if you were a Trump guy and Carolina was very much not, you know, mm-hmm. but you played a lot of like games on your phone, yeah. you know, and you're like, well, I can't drop what, $20 or $30, you know, but I can do fucking 10 $2 purchases because then they look like I bought Micro some transactions. they look like I bought some jewels or some shit <laughs> for one of my games you know like, so That'd be, that uh, might be somebody trying to hide some Trump support from one of their spouses you never know it also could be sus but I can I can see that and I know? don't even know if it would technically be sus with GoFundMe to set up like a a pay bot yeah because I mean who cares you're still giving your money who cares what the feed looks like? I well, guess. and maybe they like collected a bunch of money from people at their office. You know, like they're like, yeah, hey, maybe. I just dropped $2 on the fucking GoFundMe for Trump's wall. Do you guys also want to give me $2 and I'll just stay dropping you twos? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's, you never know. That's there's the weird thing about the internet, you know, is, you never is know. fuck the internet. But, <laughs> but there's that. And so before we go any further, you say yes. you are against a wall. Um, over a, like a solid fucking concrete barrier wall that, that he ran on. You know what I'm saying? I am not opposed to, as I said, border security in whatever works in (laughs) that area. What is border security? Right. I am like, and you know, and like I said, border security, I feel like that's just a broader term because it's not one thing for the entire span of the border. You know, in some places it's going to be sensors and some places it's going to be towers with people in them. In some places it's going to be just lengths of fence or fucking wall, you know, that's going to be there. But I don't think that a 30 foot concrete wall is necessarily a good idea. Yeah. You know, I think that it's like a big waste of money, but I I fall in the camp of whether it's a wall, whether it's, you know, maybe in some spots we need a 30 foot concrete wall. I don't know. I know. I don't know the answer, but I actually trust border patrol to know what they, what they need. Yeah. And so that's why I just say, yeah, man, give money to border security. Obviously there's a problem. And I think truly the problem lies in the, you know, it's, I think it's a systematic problem. I think immigration probably needs to be rebuilt yes. from the ground up. And to, that's why. And make it a lot more streamlined. Yeah. Because there are just more people that want to be here. And that's why I'm more on the side of that being in a comprehensive immigration reform package. Because everybody, Republicans and Democrats, everyone across the board yeah. agrees there's a fucking problem. Whether the problem is that there's too many people here, they're ticking our jobs. Or, our jobs. or, you know, that we're not letting enough people in. You know, everyone has some type of problem with what's going on. So yeah. something should be done to make it work a little bit better for everybody yeah. and, you know, make it chill. So I think that everyone can get on board with, and like I said, a comprehensive immigration reform package that – I would hope would include something for border security, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to slapping it in with with more funding, you know, because the yeah. the 
I would just the idea want the behind to I would like the people that actually are there and know what their needs are to voice that to their agency representation for God's sake. Yeah. This isn't a this is not a democratic system we're talking about. This is a bureau of government under the control of the executive branch. Well, and so part of the cool thing about I believe part of the idea of it being executive. <laughs> I could be wrong. It. No, 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 no. So I believe that one of the ideas of it being a comprehensive immigration, of it being its own bill, right, is that you then can decide where the money is appropriated from as yeah. opposed to it just coming from the general fund that, that all of that government funding comes from. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and that's, that's what this another Right. That's another is. idea that would be better for it, you yeah. know, that you can be like, well, let's find other places in the government where maybe we could take this from and put it into this yeah. that would work a little bit better instead of just adding it to the fucking deficit. You Because know, ultimately, this is not like a separate bill. No. It, it should be. Then that's what I'm saying. That would, that would right be. Now, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is, yeah, because the government is shut down because this is essentially a funding bill yes. to fund the government. And that's what I'm saying is, yeah. is the idea the good idea behind having it be a separate thing would be that you can decide where it comes from but that's the problem is that it's not that it's just being slapped in with this big omnibus bill and omnibus bill just so everybody knows omnibus means just everything encapsulated into one like they just have all these different things that are being passed through in one bill instead of having separate bills for the defense spending and for the what they call the the entitlement programs and for you know shit like that instead of having all all separate all those various acts that need funding and all these different things that need funding yeah they require an omnibus bill. This is, you know, we we hear too omnibus much. bills about like the like uh, Obamacare, the health care package, and yes, stuff like that. That yeah. was also an omnibus bill, but it's not the same exact no. type of omnibus bill. Funding There's, bills are always omnibus. It needs to be that way because yeah. there's so many different things that go into it, and all the, I mean, everything's getting paid for. So, yeah. and then it needs to go to the house, and then it needs to be debated, and people will argue over, you know, how much. Yeah. More funding, border security is going to get this year. We're going to cut other places, so on and so forth. And that's why it's it's so stupid to hold something that I think is essentially, I mean, politically, it's a camp campaign promise. Yes, but, absolutely. But essentially, you when you were saying, you know, if you're one of the people that believes, you know, build out wall means just essentially. I want good border security. Yeah. It's like, or do you want, is that, are you of the camp that there needs to be an actual physical fucking wall that runs this 2000 mile span of, you know, border. And I think that's the, I'd hate to be siding too much with the Democrats on this, right? Because I don't want, but I don't, I don't care. That's fuck that. So I think that's another positive about calling it like, Comprehensive immigration reform or border security is it's a little more general of a term, you know, build that wall makes a lot of people upset, both because he used it as a campaign promise and because it's so aggressive. And, you know, people think of when you say build that wall, the people who are literal are going to think you want to build a fucking wall. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not global warming. It's climate change. So when you say border security. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That is more open for interpretation for people to be like, well, that could mean a wall. You yeah, know, there's a lot of aspects there. That's easier for Democrats to go home and argue. No, 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 it's not a wall. It's you know, like I said, sensors and it's technology and computers and you know, nice people at the borders. Mm-hmm. And the Republicans go home and be like, no, there's going to be some wall. 
Like, there's definitely going to be some places where we build some motherfucking wall. <laughs> and everyone can be happy when they come home. Everyone gets their votes. Everyone does their shit, you know? Yeah. So... The spiked, like, like, spiked slat fence. You saw like, that? Yeah. So this works better for everybody. Like if you just get on board and just call it border security, it works better for everybody. It so it's it's better that it happened now. But if it would have happened 10 fucking days ago, then maybe we wouldn't have the government shut down. Because that's part like, of the same problem that they had in that meeting. They couldn't get past what their definition of border security was. And I, I really, really hate to do this. But like. I believe if you look at that in a political clashing, because I think that's what it was. This was a political battleground that was set up to try to give Trump some points. Oh, absolutely. But and I, I don't know that it necessarily worked. I don't think it worked. Yeah. Maybe to his small base. Nancy Pelosi looked great when she yeah. came out of there. And then ruined it when she talked shit to the reporters afterwards. But yeah. had she kept her mouth shut, she would have came out on top of that day. Yeah. I think no question. But they all they did, they, they did it by the book. They... Tried to hold his feet to the fire and say, give it to, let us do our jobs. Yeah. You don't need to shut the government down because you won't let us do our jobs. Right. You're afraid you're going to lose. This is a funding bill, bro. This is not a hill to die on, okay? It's People are not, not getting paid now. Just for that. get the shit paid for. Yeah. And then you're going to have to write, I mean, you're going to have to pass a bill again after the government reopens to pay all those people their back pay if they missed it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because that happens every time. Like, because you will get paid. Yeah, just but not, just not right when now. you're supposed to. Yeah. And that's just more fucking work for the Senate and the House to have to do, you know? Yeah, more they should be handling other things. More like bullshit. Creating immigration packages. Yes. Or passing, which we'll get to later, criminal justice reform. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was Congress doing their job. That was dope. I like that shit. Yeah. But yeah, I had a, uh, you know, from my military background i have you know, a lot of people forget that the coast guard's still a part of the military <laughs> a lot of people do they do and it's upsetting but that's weird uh there's a whole branch of the military right now that is um essentially may not get their next paycheck the coast guard in particular yeah because it's part of the so, so they're like an emergency through. service or some shit like yeah that, we right? talked about the the it we call this a partial government shutdown because 70 Five percent of the government is still is already funded, so like Congress. Like, yeah, this is like, yeah. Imagine that. Um, nobody needs to argue whether or not they want to pay rate. The only right? motherfuckers not doing their jobs is the only motherfucker still getting paid. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Yeah. But that means uh, <coughs> ma- many major departments like uh, Department of Defense, Veteran Affairs, Energy, and Education, they're all still open and funding. Whereas now we have, um, as of midnight Friday, so that this was like midnight last night. No. Right? Then it shut down? The no. week before. <laughs> the week the 21st. Before. And that's why this says early Saturday morning because it's midnight Friday, yeah, yeah. 12 this o'clock was a, Saturday morning. We just didn't know. Yeah, we we're wondering if it was going to continue another week. And yeah. then as of Friday, again, last night, yes, there's still nothing. So, yep. still so this is day this. eight that we're yeah. on here. And so, you know, why that date is important. We'll be day 10 when this comes out, day 11 when you listen to it, just yeah. so that you know. Tuesday is day 11. Yeah, if this is still If happening. the government is still not Cause, running. Because yeah. a miracle could happen. A Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a little late for that shoot. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially with New Year's and New Year's Eve coming. You know, they probably won't even be back to work till the 2nd or the 3rd. Yeah. I would imagine. I don't know how long that goes, but it'll be a while. Um, but since then, Homeland Security 
Department of Transportation, Commerce, Interior, Agriculture, Housing and Urban Development, and the Justice Department are not being funded. Um, other independent agencies like NASA, the FDA, which is another important one, yeah. uh, the EPA, and the IRS are going to have to furlough people. You said uh, already have housing and urban development. Yeah, Ben Carson ain't getting paid. No, what? Damn, Ben Carson getting <laughs> fucked out here. Didn't he leave? I think he might have been gone. With that's because yeah. he tried to buy like seventeen-piece yeah, dining set or some shit yeah. like that. He got into a little trouble. He's he's had to fight tooth and nail since the day he got. I mean, since before even he was confirmed, he should have just stayed a doctor. He like you should have just stayed a doctor. Why? Are you, what are you doing out here? Yeah, it's like I want to run for president, and then when I don't <laughs> win, I want to take a seat as the chair, secretary of housing and urban development. Just go be a doctor, man. <laughs> they made a movie about you. Just go be a doctor. What are you doing? <laughs> just go be a doctor. <laughs> just go back to being a doctor. Mm. Your life will be better not involved with President Trump. Just go back and be a doctor. <laughs> I think most people have figured that out if they haven't yeah. already. Because I'm sure if he's still not the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, he's like, why did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> why did I take this job? Because what the fuck? Like, I don't need this in my this life. This did not work out. Come on, man. Yeah. It's hard out here. <laughs> It's hard out here for a pimp. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Maybe. Hustle and Flow? No. I oh, Colin. I know. Terrence Howard. I That's know. a good one. Hustle and Flow is a good one. <sighs> Man. But I bring that up. Yes. Those departments because... Um, that's what department uh, Coast Guard is under Homeland Security. Oh. Because they're part of Homeland Security. Not, they're not getting paid right now. I not think, the Department of Defense. Uh, I do Interesting. still know some people. Uh, active are duty in the people Guard. in the Coast Guard. And uh, a lot of them, people that I've heard from, say that um, they were able to work out some kind of deal to be able to get uh, this last paycheck for New Year's, which would be the you know the first of the month. Um, but after so, that, we, they don't know. So do they still have to go to work and just don't get paid? Or they don't have to go to work? The thing is... That, <clears throat> or does it depend on what type of job you have like, in the what, Coast Guard? I don't like that, especially when you work for the federal government. The way you know you're essentially on salary, yes. right? So you are going to get paid. Yeah. You just may not get a paycheck that time, right? And you'll eventually get paid because the government will always pay you. They they will not be you know you will not be indebted. Um, they they will not be indebted to you. Yeah, uh, at some point. But how long you have to go? So are they? Obviously, depends on the funding bill. So are they? The guys in the Coast Guard do they still have to go to work? Yeah. Oh and, yeah, and job doesn't just, stop. You know, you're still on. You're on the clock twenty four seven when you work for yeah. you know, the government on salary. They can call on you at any time and any place. You have set hours, and I mean, when you when you actually think of the Coast Guard as the military, it's the same kind of thing. Like you may be able to go home every night if you have a you know like a cushy base job or something like that. But at any point, you get a phone call and you got to go in because that's right. that's your job. It's time to go to work. Yeah, you know it happens. But yeah, they're out there doing their doing what they do, and they're not getting paid. Uh, corrections officers, FBI agents, U.S. Marshals, TSA employees, border yeah. officers, Forest Service firefighters. Hey, you thought the TSA were dicks before eight days ago. Yeah. I'd be a real dick if I was a TSA agent and I wasn't getting paid right now. Yeah, because they have to pay. Yeah. I mean, they have to work. You have to. Those are, I mean, 
if you want to call them, and I hate to say it, they're cl- they're classified as essential services. Even though they're missing ninety the eight of a hundred guns that go through, they they got to be there. They got to be. Can't there. have you can't fly without the TSA. We God damn need, it. We need we need to have security theater. Vital. <laughs> that's a, that's a whole other problem. Border security, TSA is Dude, part of border security. Fuck the TSA. And that's broken. Broken as hell. It doesn't work. It's inefficient. It's terrible. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. No. Every, they failed every stress test. I hate flying. Yeah. It's it's such a terror. They've ruined travel for me. It's terrible. It's so bad. It didn't used to be that bad. Uh, but uh, some more things that are affected by the shutdown. National parks. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, which closed during the, the the 16-day government shutdown in 2013. Would remain open, but the park visitor centers... Uh, are supposed to be being closed. And so I, I don't think they're going to do the the whole open air park thing. It's just, you know, national parks and stuff. It's not what are you going to do? It. Close a forest, man? Yeah. You know, which also means that those forestry service people have to have to work too, but not like the, more or less the people that run their facilities. Some of those people are assholes. Some of them are. work in national parks, but yeah. I guess it's just that some people are assholes, so... If I ever, ever decided to get completely insane and crazy and go work for the government again, I would try to go work for the forest. Oh, Colin, you'd be such a great fucking park ranger. You would be the best goddamn park ranger. Oh, my God. Why are you not doing that right now? Because I don't like to work for the federal government. Oh, that's what you should be doing, man. My name is Ron Swanson. You should be a park ranger because you would be like, hey, if you guys are going to smoke weed, do it over there. You know, do it over there. I gotta tell You're you, you can't do it here, but don't do it right here. Do it over there. You're in Washington State. Man. Go over there. You're not on federal land. Smoke up. You would be the back. best fucking park ranger. That's you gotta do that. You have to do that with your life. Like when you're done doing what you're doing now, when you're done being a surveyor, you have to be a fucking park ranger. What makes you think I'm done? I will ever be done being a, a surveyor. That's a know. lifestyle choice. I don't know. That's just the type of guy that I, you know what I really like about that is it keeps me out in the woods a lot. Yeah. And that's for now. Would, yeah, for now. Oh, don't talk to me. Oh, I hate it. I don't know. Why would job. Why would you ever want to go and be a park ranger? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have other ties now that yeah. I have to. Yeah. I'm committed to. Chip committed. Besides, if I'm lost in the woods all the time, I'd never be able to have time to come to a podcast. Yeah, I'll do podcasts in the woods. Ooh, that would be fun. We need to do a, a trail podcast. There's a day. ranger cabin for sure. You know what I'm saying? Ranger, so, dude, yeah, you don't even need that. <laughs> ranger cabin. We could, I'm just like, no, I, I could woods. do this backpacking. It would be just like when you have the birds in your attic. Just hear nature all around <laughs> us. <laughs> I mean, we hear the rain. We hear the birds. <laughs> that would be cool to do a podcast outside. The sound quality might not be the best, but it would be cool. You know, yeah. You just have to be close to the microphone. Is all. Yeah, this is true. But I think this microphone's kind of bumming out. By the way, really? Yeah, Uh-oh. I'm having to like get real close. Oh, but it's been that way for the last couple of weeks. But hey, that's that's all right. We may upgrade. Soon enough. Yeah. Well, and we've been using them a lot. A lot. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so, the other thing I want to touch on, uh, 
about the shutdown too is yes. um, how does this relate to our, our local people? Because I know we got a lot of local people that listen. Shipyard and whatnot. Yeah. So <clears throat> PSNS and the NKB members. Yeah. Are, that's Naval Base Kitsap and Puget. I don't even know the PSNS. Puget Sound Naval Shipyard. Boom. Boom. There you go. See, even that's my, I'm my, from black, hole of, my <laughs> black hole of information yeah. that, that is Bremerton. Uh, but yeah, they're approximately. It's because you're a North Ender, bro. This is true. So, <laughs> so I, got, I got just information from, I think, the Kitsap Daily News. Uh, but approximately 3,500 civilian employees uh, are furloughed. I believe that's at, uh, yeah, Puget Sound Naval Shipyard. Um, the public, af- excuse me, public affairs officer said that. And Naval Base Kitsap, which is the banger base, Um <coughs> It was reported that ninety between ninety seven or no, just ninety seven out of the four hundred and fifty three civilian employees were furloughed. So you know that's got to be just like the gophers and shit. Yeah, all the people who don't have set shops or anything. You know, the yeah. floating employees there who sweep up and all that shit. I bet those are the people that aren't working anymore. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Trenton is still working. And yeah, they usually call it. There's a phrase that they use when I because I work through a shutdown or two. I yeah. think. Um, but they usually just say non-essential personnel. That's yeah. kind of what it is. But well, most people, you know, I hate to say it, but for whatever reason, they have those jobs. There's a lot of the bureaucracy of government does require a lot of people. Yes. That's part of its problem, but that is a thing. It does have a lot of, you know, requirements from people. So a lot of people, they can't afford to let go. Yeah. So that is kind of a safeguard, but there is, uh, you know, a little bit of effect we're feeling right now in our own community. It's just kind of, you know, I've heard talk too of people wondering about like the farm subsidies for the farmers that are being mm-hmm. hit real bad right now by the trade war. Yeah. You know, are those kind of things going to be withheld? I, I don't even know how often they get them. If it's like a yearly or a monthly. <clears throat> uh, well, and I would. Yeah, have just, to do more in-depth research, but I yeah. I would assume that the farm subsidies are backed up in the farm bill because part of the farm bill thing was they expanded like some insurance for farmers having to do with like tariffs and bullshit like that. Yeah. So I would assume that there is some extra backup for that because I also would assume they increase the insurance for the farmers because of all this volatility in the trade market um yeah slightly (laughs) so i would assume that that's why they did that because the farmers are probably shit in their pants probably um, that they're not going to be able to sell any of the items that they're growing right now oh can you um, imagine because the president is dumb word Um. yeah (laughs) i don't at this point man i can't not say it you know i tried to give this for two ignorant shit two years I tried to always give him as many benefits of the doubt as possible. Yeah. But you slowly came to realize that he is a very vocal mouthpiece of a of an administration he doesn't even really represent. Yes. Because the as far as I'm concerned, stuff like the tax bill and stuff that got done by his administration. Have nothing to do with him. Don't really have anything to do with him. Nothing at all. It's it's Congress working with the executive administration to try and work out some things and i think most of the things that i've seen i don't hate some of them i well, do and, hate but for the, when you, the majority 
was okay in my mind. And I think that's because, so we were going to talk about the farm bill, but I'm fucking averting us to another topic. We'll come back to the farm bill, right? And that's, that's because I think when you, it happens that way because as we've talked about before, the president doesn't truly have an understanding of what it means to be the president. Yeah. Right. And how I much think government, I think it was very clear in that meeting they had. He yes. doesn't understand so how government that's works. That's a really good example. Right. And then also, I don't even think he's seen Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> Come on. I'm man. just a bill. Um, <laughs> so that, and then also the president unilaterally decided that he was, that America was going to withdraw all of its troops from Syria. Right. Yeah. And that was another one of my big ones. I say unilaterally, right? Because you cannot find a single general or civilian advisor that told him this was a good idea. Yeah. Not one. They all told him not to do it. And then he did it anyway. Right. And so I have a whole fucking slew of things here. Let's do of this. I, I really wanted to talk of about why this, this was terrible, right? So, so what I have here, right, is that this will segue the, right into the other one. On the nineteenth, right, the president ordered slash announced, right, because both things happened that the U.S. was going to withdraw all of its troops from Syria, which with which is about two thousand troops, right. He says that that we've won the fight against ISIS, that we have we have won against ISIS, which is a fucking lie. Right? You haven't put on these items. I don't want to. That's aggressive. (laughs) So I say that's a lie, right? Okay, so I'm not. It's a half truth. It's a half truth. Because as Mike Pompeo said when he was interviewed by NPR, the caliphate that was established in Raqqa does not exist, right? It is gone. And 99% of the territory that was held by ISIS has been reclaimed by the coalition forces, right? To that effect, that is true. That does not, by any stretch of the imagination, mean that ISIS no longer exists or that we have defeated ISIS. That means that they're not in those areas in large enough numbers for us to classify them as rebel-held areas. Yeah. That's all that that means. That doesn't mean that there is not one fucking single ISIS member in, in Syria. Because that's not true. That would be ignorant to think that there is not one single ISIS member in Syria. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I... That in itself is not true, right? So this was announced with no official timeline, but someone from or people from the Department of Defense said that President Trump said he wanted it done in 30 days. Yeah, and so that's the the unofficial timeline that was given because he didn't outwardly say I want this done in a month to the people, but Mm -hmm. that's what he said to his administration. So. A lot of people have a lot of problems with that, right? And this will lead into another one of our topics. But um, one of the big problems, right, is that it it leaves this country now open to – is what they call a vacuum, right? When someone leaves, someone has to take up that space that they were in. And so it leaves it open for the two largest forces in that area, which is Iran and Russia. Mm-hmm. And and Iran and, and and Iran and Russia have been actively supporting Assad for like several years, for yeah. a very long time, and both militarily, right? Because that's who we're fighting. That's we're talking about this being a proxy war. Like 
the government is being funded by Iran and by Russia, and then the coalition forces on the other side is are the Kurds and then America and the French and whatever. But Russia's like, no, we don't have any money in Syria. That's super weird. Like, I don't know why you guys would even say that. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> super weird. I like, don't I don't understand. Russia bombs? That's Russian bombs? That's absurd. That's absurd. But... <clears throat> So that's, I mean, that leaves this whole area open for not only them, but also ISIS, like you said, Turkey, who Turkey has openly said that if America's not there, they're going to attack the Kurdish forces. That's, right? yeah. So it's a point I had too, because apparently the way I was reading this, that <clears throat> President Trump had declared it on a phone call with the lovely dictatorial president for life of Turkey. Um, I think it's Tayyip Erdogan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, he said that, you know, if you withdraw from Turkey, that, I mean, they're getting ready to go in and with military force to start, you know, looking into these Kurdish coalitions because they yep. think they're invading on their sovereignty. And so it, this is all, it just, it's not good, man. None of no. this is, none of this is okay. <clears throat> no. And it also leaves, like I said, the other people in the coalition, the French, the British, all those people who are also there with the Kurds. It leaves them high and dry too, because we're America. We swing in with our big dick and that's what we do all the time. So yep. I don't, but it's over. Yep. But it's done. You know, yeah, that's you why know. no one needs to be there anymore. So, so yeah, <clears throat> it's gone forever. And, you know, there's a lot of similarity to this, to that movie we watched yesterday. Yes. Pulling out, uh, you know, a lot of this, pulling out uh, against our fight with Al Qaeda, essentially creating ISIS. Well, and, and it's important to know two things, right? Yeah. The first thing, it's important to know that this has not been endorsed by anybody, Mm-mm. right? Besides, like, halfway by Rand Paul, who's like, well, we shouldn't be involved with anybody anytime anyway. You know, Rand Paul wants America to be totally by itself. So, yeah. but other than that, right? Because Lindsey Graham and I think four or five other senators wrote a letter to President Trump that was like, hey, you can't be doing this. Like, you, you have to reconsider this because this is a horrible idea. Like I said, all of, all of his generals that are advising him told him it was a bad idea. Um, we'll get to this later, but it's such a bad idea. Jim Mattis resigned and then Secretary of Defense, right? Uh, who was the Secretary, Secretary of Defense and the special envoy to the Middle East, right? Yeah. To, or to Syria. Uh, Brett H. McGurk, he also resigned. He was supposed to retire in February, mm-hmm. but so boldly disagreed with this that he resigned, like, active immediately, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, December 31st, that's what it is. Okay. So he's working for another two days, you know, three I days. I think Mattis is sticking around till Till February, February 28th. Yeah. Um, but we'll but get still, to that. Yeah, so we'll no that. one, no one thinks that this is a good idea. No one agrees that ISIS has been defeated. No one agrees that America, excuse me, no longer has business in Syria. So there's that, right? Because one of the other senators, I fucking wish I wrote down who it was, said that if Obama did this, Mm -hmm. people would freak out. You know, there is no, if Obama did this, people would flip out, which I, I don't, was before my time, so I don't know that that's necessarily true. But people fucking hated pretty much everything Obama did, so I can I can see that happening. So, <laughs> but the other point that I wanted to make was, <sighs> what the fuck was it, man? Syria, Jim uh, Mattis pulling out. Jim Mattis, McGurkey. People don't agree. God damn it! Oh, you had it. I will say that. Uh, yeah, keep going. Uh, It'll come back to me. 
President Vladimir Putin was very happy yes. to hear that. He said, if the USA made the decision, then it's the right one. He said it while he was on the, the their national TV. Which should tell you that that's a terrible idea, whatever you're about to do. Yeah, exactly. If that's not a red flag, I don't know what it is. Russia's like, do it. That's a great idea. I would love that if you did that. But, I mean, he said that he agreed that President Trump had dealt a serious blow and that uh, that he had struck against ISIS and that uh, Donald is right. I agree with him. This is what it is. It's that because Russia it's now a, can move in and take over. It's a similar thing that happened when President Obama announced that we were going to pull out of Afghanistan. You know, yeah. did that and the terrorists fucking swarm right back in. Like that's exactly what happened. That's the you know? nature of it's, a guerrilla war it's, like that. It's such an unstable area, right? Mm-hmm. And. Another point that was made in one of these articles that I wrote, which I super agreed with, was this area and Middle Eastern culture just in general, right, is so unstable when it comes to America, right, that this is an example that they can't trust us, you know, the Kurds, that they they can't trust us. And because we came in and now we're just going to walk away. And we're like, well, yeah. good luck. You know, don't know what to tell you. We did this in Afghanistan. We did it here now. Why Why would they continue to trust us if we're going to be in any other place, you know, and try and have influence there? Why would anybody trust us? Why would any of those smaller revolutionary type forces, rebel groups, any of those people that we try and back, why would they trust us to try and help them now? You know? For what purpose? And well, I think like, it even goes deeper to that because it it feeds to the mistrust of the West yeah. entirely. And that's, I mean, it's, I hate to say it, but I mean, these, put it this way, Middle Eastern culture, not as it is today, but just Middle Eastern culture itself is essentially the foundation of human society. Yes, the first written words were in the Middle East. I mean, you had you have the greatest human historical sites of our ancestry in the Middle East. You know, everything was Middle East and, you know, Southern Europe, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you have ancient, ancient civilizations that were the peak of technology and science and way before the rest of the world. And now... For one reason or another, I would point to the Mongols, but, you know, they essentially were, their society was forever altered. And whatever that their society is, I mean, you can call it the East, you know, maybe it's like a very reminiscent of the old Eastern society, but uh, it's maybe it's just not compatible with the Western society. Yeah. And that's why, like, there's a lot of places in... So like Afghanistan and stuff that you'll never, you'll never convince people to live another way. You know, you'd have to stay there for like three generations to start to influence people's society. You know, and I don't, I mean, that's a whole nother moral battleground altogether. But Well, at that point, you got to start talking about whether or not it's right for us to want to impress what we're doing on other people oh exactly you know what I'm saying like that's as long as we can have civil business and they're not yeah. fucking cutting people's heads off or raping women because that's what they do like there's some shit that 
America just doesn't stand for, you know? Yeah. And like human rights violation is one of those things where like, listen, you have to feed people. Mm-hmm. Like you have to let people have food. You know, you can't not do that. That's not cool. And like, that's I think um, what most of, you know, the people that would support a lot of influence around the world, military actions, like stuff like that is you have, you fundamentally believe that there's a set of, you know, for lack of a better term, God-given human rights that are basic to every single human being on the planet. And when we see, you know, societies that run counter to those, you know, especially in their mainstream, you know, views, it's a problem for us. Yeah. And I can get that because that speaks directly morally to your core. It's not always the the more neocon aspect of, you know, let's just go in and take over the country and turn them in well, and, and make money off of it, blah, 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 blah. And because of the way that the military works, right? This was one of the big problems that I've heard through any fucking book or documentary that I have read or watched about, like, the Afghanistan war and the war in Iraq, right? Is that because of the way that it works, you only have the same group of people there for, like, 12 months, 15 at the most. You know, no one has been there for long enough or consistently enough to truly understand these cultures and these different groups of people and how they interact and like know how it's all going to work. You know, we don't we don't operate that way, you know. Yeah, it's not good for Americans minds for American soldiers minds to be there for as long as it would take one group of people to Build social bridges and connections to figure that out. Yeah, you know, you essentially it's, have to spend the rest of your life. And there. it's it's yeah, it's not something that that soldiers can do. You know, and I feel like that's been the argument for so long is that this is not something that mm-hmm. can be solved by the military. This is a diplomatic issue that you have to have one person in here who works for at this as their job for twenty five years. Yeah. You know, this is my job through all these administrations, through all these different groups, doesn't matter. We just want peace in the Middle East. We want to figure all of this out. Pick your group, do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like it's military is not gonna fix this. Like that is not we can't go in there and expect soldiers to be able to solve this. Like that's not gonna be, you know, and there's one more point I want to make when we're talking about the mm-hmm. Kurds not trusting us, right? I think it's totally reasonable that we leave. They feel taken advantage of, right? Because they totally, the Kurds, they're pissed. The Kurds have lost 7,000 people in this fight with Syria. You know what I'm saying? 7,000 yep. Kurdish soldiers have been lost, plus 48 more foreign pro-Kurdish fighters, people who went there to fight in honor of the Kurds, you yep. know? So if we go there and we use them up, you know, took advantage of them and then left, right? Let 7,000 of their soldiers die and then left. Yeah. Like... You know who, what a, who the, the fuck are the we? dirty truth about this whole thing is? That's the that's the total nature of proxy wars. You know, you are not committed. You know, every single proxy war that's out there, the Senate the Senate has never approved any of these things. The yeah. the Congress has never approved of these things. You know, they that's another reason I think they get so pissed about this kind of stuff, is they, they have zero say in whether or not the nation goes to war anymore. Yeah. Period. Right. Apparently, they don't have any control over their trade deals anymore either. Well, and we've talked about that, right? That's because of the, uh, what is it called? The executive authorization for use of military force, the AUMF. That's why, right? Is there is this, I don't even know if it's a bill or an act or or whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's just a piece of, of paper that allows the executive branch to, to make decisions like this based on 
whatever national security or mm. you know i that's largely what these decisions are being made of is, is national security you yeah. know and just to put it in reference right so that it looks like in no, I don't even want to say that. I don't. I don't even want to. Okay. I don't. Even want I, to, I will say that. I mean, it, I'll tell you afterwards, but I don't even want to begin the, I mean, the you shit can, show that you I can, might start. You can understand why those powers would exist, but it's also, you know, it's it's you've seen it taken advantage of. There's so many loopholes in it that you can take advantage of it, and it clearly needs to be harnessed yeah. a little bit more. But I mean, there's certain advantages, like in Pearl Harbor or something like that. You know, a a massive attack from a separate sovereign nation. You know, any kind of provocation like that, like the president should have power to to do that. Absolutely, but you can't do that in a proxy war because you're not actually in the war. No. Otherwise, we we would have been in World War Three now since you know, two thousand. No. And it's yeah. Fuck it. I am gonna say this right because. It, it's, it strikes your point that this is a proxy war because we've we've lost five American servicemen in Syria. Mm-hmm. The Kurdish have lost almost seven thousand Kurdish soldiers there. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Tell me that doesn't look like we're taking advantage of them from their eyes, right? Because here on America, I understand the ratio there because of what our involvement is, right? But telling me, you're telling me that that someone who lives in Syria, right, a Kurd is going to be like, oh yeah, it totally makes sense, mm-hmm. right? They're going to say, fuck America. Say fuck America. They came here, let seven thousand of us die, and they left. Seven thousand soldiers, not to mention all the people lost in the airstrikes, all the hundreds of thousands of civilians that died. Right, seven thousand soldiers, hundreds of thousands of people. They came here and let die, and then left. Yeah, you know, fuck America. Yeah, that's. I mean, and especially when you look at the other coalitions of people that come to join these Kurdish fighters, they they join the fighters. They don't. You know, I think we mostly take more of a hands off. You know, I think we do a lot of airstrikes and we do training a lot of that kind of shit. stuff. Yeah, but a lot of training and, and t- you know, teaching people how to to run these types of wars. Which isn't to say that, I mean, if you're going to if you're gonna be involved in a proxy war, that's not necessarily a bad way to do it because it's very, very safe, generally. This you know, is not geopolitically, but, you know, it is what it is. That's just kind of the modern day of things, apparently, because there's just, there's... In any war-torn country, for the most part, it's some kind of proxy war that's going down somewhere, you know, minus a lot of places in Africa, which are tribal warfare. But According to pro-opposition Syrian Observatory for Human Rights, 111,000 civilians have been killed between March 2011 and December 2018. Yeah. Um, that sounds about right. According to the Syrian Network for Human Rights... 222,000 civilians have been killed between March 2011 and September 2018. So, somewhere between 100 and 200,000 civilians. You know what I'm saying? It's scary that that's like... That is... That's the error of margin. Absurd. Yes. Just shows you how... What scale this really is. So, but we're not going to play anymore, apparently. We're going to go... All right, we're out. And for whatever little footprint we might have had actually on the ground you know we might you know the Kurdish fighters are the ones doing the ground pounding for the most part but we're the ones with all the airstrikes and I'm sure we have uh, at least a couple hundred special ops units running around too oh I'm sure and you know that's I think when it comes down to training and stuff that's mostly what it is is these special operations groups come in and they 
take groups of soldiers and bring them out and fight. Show the Kurds how to get down like Americans, and then yeah, that's my guess. Anyways, I don't I don't really know from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, all this caused. uh, You want to go into General Mattis's departure? Yes, yes, because that was announced. God damn it. Fucking stupid ass screenshots. I hate that shit. <laughs> um, let's see. He announced that. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Do you have it? Which? The day know. that uh, he announced that he was going to retire. A resignation letter, like the day he turned it in. Oh, uh, the day he turned it in. I don't have. I know what day his tenure will end on. Yeah, no, I can I'm find it, it or at least what day, like the article came out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm trying to find it because everybody had their. It's got to have the date on the actual memo. Oh come on, internet! Let's go here. So, <laughs> uh, so it is signed. Let's see. The article's from the twentieth. Dece- yeah, and December twentieth. So the Thursday, the twentieth, is when. Sorry, everybody. Um, is when he announced that he retired. From what I understand, he already had his resignation letter written and went to President Trump's office to try and have one more discussion with him about rethinking pulling out of Syria. That's how a G does it, man. And when President Trump said no, he said, word, well, I quit. And yeah. handed him his resignation letter. And then went back to his office, told his aides, hey, print out 50 of these. 50. Yep. Hand him out, and I'm fucking leaving. Deuces. Yep. I want this to be a loud statement. That's exactly what it was, too. Oh, absolutely. Know? Because this is the first person to leave President Trump's administration solely off of, like, moral reasons. He's like, I don't agree with this. I will not... Uh, policy purposes i guess you could say i don't you know whatever it's totally personal reasons that they don't agree with what he's doing which is i mean you know not like it's a huge shot to president trump it just is is a an interesting deal and shows you because general james mattis is a four-star marine general right and so yeah i feel comfortable saying when he is telling you he also happens to be the secretary of defense uh when he's telling you that this is not a good idea, it's not something you should be doing, right? Yeah. And this is another thing, just like the wall for President Trump. It's just another campaign promise, you know. And mm-hmm. that—that's all of this is. There's no other argument because no one else can make one. That—that's the only possible reason this could be happening. All because, his administration does not agree with him. No, this the only reason this is happening is because he said that he was going to do that. He yeah. said that he was going to bring everyone home from Syria, and he says. Because you have the right to have a Secretary of Defense whose views are better aligned with yours on these and other subjects, I believe it is right for me to step down from my position. The end date for my tenure is February 28, 2019. Blah, 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 blah. I'm out. But that was, that's kind of the one burner line he had in there was, you know, a lot of it was very respectful. He was very, you know, he was thankful for the opportunity, so on and so forth. He says, this is why I'm leaving. Yeah. Because you can't trust my opinion. And I was hired to have you listen to my opinion trustedly and make a good decision based off of it. Well, obviously, I don't mean you don't, we don't line up anymore. I'm out. Yeah. And I was like, yes, stick that little shit in there, <sighs> twist it a little bit. I just can't believe that. 
I don't know, man, any other president. So this is where I can get on board with, right? Because mm-hmm. I agree, any other president, if they so boldly ignored everybody in their cabinet and everybody in their administration, would not survive it in the way that President Trump is about to. Yeah. Right? That because of who he is and because of all the other bullshit that's happened before this, this like doesn't even fucking matter. We're all desensitized. It's just a thing that happened. But I think that it's correct that if President Obama did this, Senate would have flipped shit. Yeah. And now you've got five people writing a letter. If it was Obama, it would have been 95 people writing a letter. His own party would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You cannot do this. But it's not even, I'm sure that there's people really sensitive Democrats that are all fucking up in arms about this, but it's not even worth it to bring it up because yeah. it doesn't, you know. Oh, yeah, because they, gives they, a shit. that breaks their, you can't root for the other team. You just can't do that. It's horrible. It is. The whole thing is disgusting. It's terrible. Fucking, I hate ads so much. Pop-ups. Yeah. I switched out. I had a lot of my articles pulled up in my Chrome because I reinstalled. I got the new updated version of Brave. And so none of my... You know, links and stuff were saved, and I was super ah. bummed out. I didn't even think about it, and so I switched over to Chrome. But now you I get all these ads. That, yeah, Brave like, has an inbuilt ad blocker. It's totally free too. It's awesome. They're doing great things there. They have this weird little side note before we go into the next one. They have this kind of weird tie with a bunch of e-commerce. And so you, they actually kind of have their own version of it that you can actually deal with and get into just the buying and trading essentially of, you know, the, the Bitcoins and yeah. Ethereums of the world. It's very interesting. They're trying to, uh, I think we've talked about this before. They're trying to build a model where essentially you can fund the websites you visit. Yes. By, you know, every time you go there to look, you can donate, you know, one, 0.1% of your wallet or whatever, and it'll go to them. And, yeah. But I don't know if that's ever going to catch on. But it's nice because it's got an ad blocker all the time. And it's free? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Interesting. It's quick. It's fast. It disables third-party cookies. It's all this good thing. You just search it out, brave.com or something like that, brave.org. Google Brave, and you'll find it. <laughs> what? Yeah, I when I get a new from, computer. Uh, Philly D. Because it'll probably break this one if I try and download something like that onto it. Yeah. I even but. use it. I have a cell phone thing, too. I use it instead of Safari on my iPhone. Really? Yeah. For most things. For Some, most things? Yeah, because it does have a problem with like running Hulu and Netflix. Yeah. Because it uses certain cookie packets. I don't know. Technology, bro. Probably can't watch but, porn on there, either. I don't know. Honestly. I should find out. Yeah. I, that's a selling point for sure. I mean, you think like, I have time to do that anymore? Well, no, and I'm just, and that's why, I, that's why I didn't ask you. I just posed it. You yeah, know, I thought about that, it. I was like, wait, <clears throat> shit, yeah, I should at some point. I'm like, you know, if I because if you chance, if you I'll can't because you know. if you can't watch like Netflix and Hulu on there, you know, I would assume. Yeah, it has a but. problem with video streaming. I don't know. I watch a lot of Meat Eater and <laughs> no, 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 and uh, what you call it for my phone, <laughs> but that's just because I have app. I have Netflix and the Hulu app. Yeah, but I don't know. I just don't really. I even use the YouTube app. I don't even watch YouTube on through my browser. I don't do anything with my browser right. except to, like look up info. It's right. funny. I'm so limited in my technology. Well, and there's a lot of stuff that won't let you do it through the internet you know like it's like we have an app just fucking download the app like like yeah. it's like no it's no, so no, much, no it's like i don't have to deal with the bullshit of yeah. the rest of the internet it's if i can just go to the app i like it's the better. app 
Wait, what's better? The internet or the app? The app. Okay. Having an app for it is better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, that's why I got to HBO Now when that came out. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah. But anyways, that's... Uh, you got anything else on James Madison? Madison McGurk? No. That's pretty I much it. Um, I trailed us because I thought we were done. <laughs> yeah, no. No, you're good. Madison McGurk. Because um, I don't... I don't know. I think that that is very striking. Like I said, you know what I'm saying? That Yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> it speaks volumes. So you have someone who is not only your Secretary of Defense, but a four-star Marine General mm-hmm. that so... I don't want to use the word boldly again because that doesn't even feel right, but so adamantly disagrees with the decision that you're making that he's willing to resign from his post and you're going to continue on with what you're doing. And it's a shame because it's lost, like you alluded to earlier, it's lost in the the fodder of everything else that touches him. Like you have to be so wrapped up in your own ego for that to not matter to you, you Mm -hmm. know, that it's unhealthy, I think, for that person to to be president. You know, well, yeah, I think there's a lot of unhealthy about, it. and I'm unhealthy. I think I think he's proven himself to not know what he's really doing. Yeah, some of the people in his administration, I think, have proven that they know what they're doing. And they get things done. So maybe dangerous is a better idea because yeah. people you throw out or throw around the word dangerous for president for a long time. That this fucking president is going to be the end of the world, you know. But I think this is like one of one of, and I would have to think hard. To, old, to find other ones because I can't think of any off the top yeah. of my head, right? I mean, but what this is, a is something in a China shop other than dangerous. But this is something that that truly I think is dangerous. That yeah. it, it is evidence to me of somebody who does not give a fuck about what anything anybody around him is saying, and you can't have that because that's yeah. a monarch. That is that is somebody who we we're watching that fucking movie the other day unilateral executive that is exactly what he thinks this is that he runs everything and if he decides to do it it's legal because he's the president it has to be because i'm the president i just did it it has to be legal because why wouldn't it because i'm the president you know what i'm saying like he he has no idea what he can and can't do he doesn't know what powers the executive actually has yeah. Because he thinks that it's a king-like role. That he do can do everything. Yeah. that's And that's why he tries to run everything. Like, that's without calling him a king because he doesn't think that he's a king, right? But he believes, and I don't even, I'm sure he knows what that is. But if you asked him after two or three scotches and a fucking joint, you're like, hey, so tell me straight up. Unilateral executive? He'd be like, Absolutely. All over it. That's me. I'm I'm that fucking guy. Like, I truly think that, you know? And I don't know if I give him that much credit. I just think that he's a blundering idiot. Well, I think he's heard the term before. I think he's heard the term before. And when he heard the term, he's like, that's it. He's like, that should be it. Like, And I don't think he heard it before he got into office. But once he got there and he's starting to talk about all the stuff that he wants to do, you know, and people are starting to tell him, well, you can't really do that. You can't blah, blah, blah. Some Stephen fucking Miller, this piece of shit who's running immigration, is like, hey, have you ever heard of the executive, uh, you know, administration theory? Like, have you ever heard of that? And he's like, no, what's that? Like, let me tell you. Let me tell you. This is, let me tell you. It's like heroin, dude. Everybody gives it to you for free. You know what I'm saying? It's just. Then you're in. It's just like that movie we watched, you Mm -hmm. know? Fucking Dick Cheney hears it and he's like, oh my God. It's fucking genius. genius. That's genius. It's a theory. I love it. It's genius, bro. 
And it's all perspective. Yes. It's all on perspective, which I think is bullshit because that's essentially just finding loopholes. It's like a series of loopholes you can take advantage of the system in. It is lawyering the Constitution to death. With law that's two, three hundred years more advanced than the piece of paper itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't think that at that time, that term universal, unilateral executive, Mm -hmm. I don't even think that existed probably when they wrote the Constitution. You know, it was only up until whatever time somebody was like, this is what I'm calling it, you know? Yeah. That someone who still believed in in there being a king and not a a president was like, this is what I'm going to call it. And that's why it's not a kingdom because this is America, but it's an American version of you being a king. Like I'm the boss, you know? So I don't, so I think there's some stuff that that's why they call it a living document, you know, is because eventually someone comes along and someone will try and challenge that. We have not a living document. We have to fucking hope that, that it's not President Trump who tries to pull that, you know? Oh, but yeah. somebody eventually will be like, this, I'm a lawyer, and now I'm the president, and this is my reading of the Constitution, and this is what I'm going to try and do, you know? Uh-huh. And so someone will have to argue against that, and it will make it a Supreme Court, and they'll be like, you're fucking high. Get out of here. Speaking of the Supreme Court. Tell me. Let's shift gears. RBG, no cancer. Is that what you're going to say? No, I, I right, wasn't. Then go I on. I try not to follow that. It feels well, morbid. They got her cancer out. So It was like first there was reports on her falling down and breaking her ribs. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, she survived cancer. I think Man, that the way that it works. I think the Deadpool going on I think the right way here. that it worked was she fell, broke her ribs. When they scanned her, they found cancer in her lungs oh. and then removed the cancer. I believe that that is... Well, what good. happened? Don't quote still, me on that. I still feel morbid because I feel like all the articles are just behind all the words. It's just this guy going yeah. like, is she going to die? Is I'm just saying we should be happy that she's not dead. Exactly. Mm. She's alive. Okay, go ahead. But there was That's a article I was reading yesterday. And cliche. And it's about the, the Mueller probe had its first case go up to the Supreme Court. Really? And it's been going on. All in the background. It's completely quiet. It's it made its way from the uh, district courts of Washington D.C. to the Supreme Court, and it's all about a unnamed company and unnamed individuals having you know they're being subpoenaed for information, but they're not complying with the subpoena for whatever reason. And it that case has made it up to the Supreme Court level. And we don't know who the company or the individuals are. We don't know are, nothing about it. But we could speculate. But we know that it's tied to the Mueller probe. And we could speculate that it is the Trump administration or the Trump Foundation. It is a... Or whatever no, 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 sneaky-ass no. company that is uh, the, the third party that... What was the company that Cohen made up to to pay um, Stormy Daniels and fucking what's it? Katie McDougald. Or that's... I would doubt it. Because it appears the only thing that else that we really know about it apparently is the company is from a foreign sovereign nation. It's right. owned by a foreign nation. And so and it might be, I want to say it was Turkey. See if I saved it. I don't think I saved it. Crap. So what do you think? Like a bank maybe or Yeah, it's some, I'm guessing it's some kind of financial institution, or it could be a tech company, and this could be tied to the, you know, the actual investigation of 
you know, interfering in the election. They might be trying to look into a company that they suspect is, you know, also part of that, you know, like Russia had their troll bots. And now we got like 10 people are wanted from Russia that are all, you know, insider guys that got away essentially. Yeah. But uh, it looks like there might be another company that was involved. That's my guess anyways. But we don't know anything about it. It's happening in the shadows. Nobody has anything other than that one tip. And that's about it. But that's happening in the shadows. And I can't wait because that will eventually come out, I'm sure. Might be in the uh, in the report once it finally gets made up. Eventually it will eventually, come out. You know, either that or all of a sudden one day it'll be released that some fucking company's closing down or they're, yeah. they're the ones that got popped. or You never know. But it could be interesting. So do you have something that you want to go into next? Uh, not in particular. Okay. I just no. have to pee. That's the only reason I'm asking you. Oh, well. So if you have one ready or... Do you want to talk about criminal justice reform? Yes. Okay. So do you want to do a little bit of background? No, 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 no. On... We have that special ace in our pocket. Oh, my God. Oh, we didn't even talk about it in the beginning. No. What so... pieces of shit we are. Well, well this Damn. is perfect. We'll throw it in here. Oh, right I'm so at, jazzed now. At the break. Why don't wow. you fill us in? Do you tell us what you're so jazzed about? Oh. Before you go pee. Damn. So, <laughs> fucking Micaiah, fucking RJ, fucking Elijah, fucking Denzel, the upper left. Just These upper guys. Left. Yeah, just upper left. Upper left made us the incredible fucking theme song that you heard in the beginning of today's show. And we could not be any more appreciative. Um, it is... Absolutely perfect. It drew tears from the both of us when we heard it. It is perfect is the only word for it. There's, it, it. It couldn't be any better. It is absolutely everything that we could have imagined wrapped up into a song that we are going to use forever. And so what you're going to hear now um, is another little piece of, of that. And it's going to be fucking great. So enjoy. Another piece of the Salt of the Streets goddamn theme song by Upper Left. Peace. Thank you again, boys. back in here that's right you heard the song but we just listened to the song right before we came back god it was nasty that thing so is good. fucking nasty shout out <clears throat> upper left yes you, you guys are amazing incredible it's the first time i've ever had a rap song written about me don first me too me too <laughs> first time ever 
That one got me. Oh, man. So welcome back from our nice little break. We're going to jump right into criminal justice reform. Senate and the House has been hard at work on the First Step Act, as it's called. It uh, just recently passed through the Senate, vote 87 to 12, which in today's world is what we call a sweeping bipartisan victory. Yes. And I think sweeping that, bipartisan absolutely. victory. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, it was back in May when the House originally voted on it, but that won by 360 to 59. And I guess now it's just got to get bumped back to the House and they just got to make, tweak it just a hair. And then Trump already said he's going to sign it. This is about the most popular thing. I've, I actually watched a bunch of, uh, news clips yesterday, try to get the latest and greatest from what everybody was saying on there. Yeah. CNN, MSNBC, like, and of course Fox News, but they're all giving him kudos, you know, for mostly they're focusing on the Congress, but you know, they are giving him some kind of kudos because he is the president for, you know, better or for worse. Uh, but anyway, so this, this criminal justice reform, I guess there's a few major things that it did. It, it gave for the first thing was to remember here, this is only for federal prisons and federal crimes and, yes. and all this it doesn't go down to the state level, but which is only a fraction. It should be mentioned only a fraction of the amount of people that are actually incarcerated in the United States. Yeah. But this is an incredible first step towards doing something. Excuse me, on a state level, because it sets a precedent, you know, that the, yeah. that the states can then can then build on to reform their own criminal justice systems. That's how the judicial system works. You precedent, know that, you know, yeah, it Bitch. all works under precedent, and that's kind <clears> of <throat> we're going to change the precedent right here. Gives uh, giving judges <laughs> uh, much more uh, leeway when um, judging cases that would be affected by mandatory minimum sentences, uh, primarily for. Uh, nonviolent drug offenses for people with criminal backgrounds and stuff like that. It's kind of the, you know, there's so many people that really just need an intervention in rehab and not jail time. Yeah. And that's, so that's, I think that's part of one of the goals they're looking at trying to get. Um, they would ease a three strikes rule. So people with three or more convictions, including for drug offenses, automatically get 25 years instead of life. That's just a killer. Yeah, and you know, so they're just kind of eating up on on some of those federal uh, mandatory minimums. The they're also having an increase in what they call good time credits. Um, predominantly, there's just a lot more ways now that you can get uh, you know doing good time in jail by participating in all sorts of different things, and you know they're just they're adding more to that. And then on yeah. top of that, they're going to try to um, basically give a lot more earned time credits for people that participate in like the vocational and other rehabilitation <laughs> programs. So they're trying to make them more, what's the right word? You want to attract people to them more yeah, and it'll let them be, you know, eligible for early release earlier and stuff like that. And, you know, of course there's a whole lot more to it, but that's essentially the main big picture of kind of what it's looking to do, which I, I think like that shit. That's good, I think, in my mind. Especially <clears throat> when we're you know, it seems the focus seems to be centered around people nonviolent drug uh drug offenses. Offenses, yeah. Which is a big deal. That's like one of the big things that Obama did right before he left was yeah. pardon a fuckload of people who had yeah. you know, nonviolent drug offenses. It's just 
bullshit, weed bullshit. So you know, I, I don't know. I am I am largely an advocate of decriminalization of drugs, just Period. kind of like as a whole. You know, yeah. um, I just don't think that. I think that's kind of the way to go in both dealing with a black market and like a lot of the substance abuse issues. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I always think if education is more the realm. Well, and I'm more in the way of like, do we want in your home, you know, don't go to the grocery store all fucking whacked out on meth and making people uncomfortable. You know, it's just like you can't be wasted at the grocery store. You can't be so stoned at the grocery store that like people uncomfortable you driving your car because they'll call the cops on you. You know, very libertarian minded view on drugs in in that in that form. Yes. And in and I feel the same way about prostitution, you know, Mm -hmm. as long as it's like safe. You know, don't be giving people diseases that, you know, like, cause that's fucked up, you know, and like, make sure that you're trying to be safe about it and tissues. tissues. Oh, do you want one? <laughs> I, was, I thought I had that hand signal down. <clears throat> um, yeah, like, don't, you know, be safe about it. You know, don't, don't give anybody any diseases if you know that you have them and, you know, don't be abusing anybody and just let, let, let people regulate it. That's what I'm thinking, you know? Regulated. Yeah. Yeah. You got, I, some, you got some overflow going on in there. Yeah, it happens every now and again. These pods are crap. Yeah. But uh, that's why I should quit. Jewel jewels are about to be gone anyway, so. Yeah, well, they, they've had a lot of legal issues that I don't think are necessarily fair, but it's 2018 after Same all. thing that happened to fucking Big Tobacco, yo. Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, you when something's have- bad for you, but it's available... It's like okay for some reason to be to play dirty and just just beat the shit out of an industry because they you don't trust people enough to not partake of a legal product. Well, I don't know that it's it's them because the big deal with jewels this time was that it's so attractive to kids, and that was Mm -hmm. the same thing with cigarettes. Was they used to have different flavored cigarettes and stuff, but it was more attractive to kids. Yeah, and I I guess that the company Jewel itself is actually because I guess that that my statement's more of just kind of smoking and vaping abroad, you know, it's, they demonized it so bad. It, you know, like looked down upon if you smoke or anything like that. Which, well, for adults, yeah, for yeah. adults, I agree, right? But, yeah, but we're not talking all a, about adults. They did have a serious problem with their marketing campaign. Right. We'll say that. And it's, it's just, it's just too attractive to kids and it's like way easier for them to carry around with them and shit. And it's just, I know all of Jordan's little fucking cousins have the goddamn jewels, you know? See, that's I'm like, not, you're 15. Why you have so that? stupid. Like, it's stupid as yeah, fuck. I know. It's stupid as that. fuck, but they don't know any better because they're 15. And it. it I'm going to play the old man. How the hell did you get, get It a confuses of those? me and confounds the shit out of me that I'm like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because it's cool. I'm like, you know, that's fucking stupid, right? You know, that's the dumbest shit you've ever said. Yeah. Is that because it's fucking rad? Because it's cool, like, bro. Because, you know, all my friends are jeweling, too. So I want to jewel. Jeweling? Stupid. I don't know that that's, that's probably what they not. call it. <laughs> I mean, but I don't like, know. That's dumb. That's it's still 2018. I don't know but, what to think anymore, man. I don't know kids these days. But I was never largely one of those guys that, like, was into like the big thing. No, 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 oh, no, 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 just, no, no, just no. Cool I was thing. a fucking drug head. I did all the smoking. No, I did all that shit. No, I mean like just like whatever the fad is, you know. Mm. Trenton, my, I love my best friend more than anything. Trenton has this, calls it his swag bag. It's swag this fucking, bag. it's like a, 
it's a satchel, you know, it's this little square bag that he like wears around his shoulder. That's like like on his back, and then he was wearing that when he was building your. Yes, yes, I yes, saw that. Yes, I thought, he I was like, "What kind of weird tool bag is yes, that?" Yes, it's not. It's full of his, like his his cool stuff. He works for the government, so I'm not gonna. It's full of his stuff, his wallet, and all of his nonsense, right? And so I'm like, "Why do you have that?" And he's like, "This is just you know That's what I wear, man. This is Back what it up. not. This is what people are doing now. You know, they're fucking wearing a." Uh, Fanny packs, but not on the, they're wearing it around like their shoulder. Like oh. that's like people do that. So it's like the same idea. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Like that's dumb, you know, stupid shit. Like I just don't, <laughs> I just, I just dude. don't get it. And I've never been a person that's like, oh, well, I got to be doing that because that's what people are doing, you know, cause I just don't give a fuck. Like I would way rather be comfortable and like look at myself in the mirror and be like, that should look good. Then be like, like, well, I don't love this, but this is what people are getting down on. Like, that's dumb. You know, that's fucking stupid. Maybe he likes it too. And I'm sure he does. And I'm not saying that him having one is stupid. I'm, but that's just an example of like a fat thing because I think now that he has it, he's like really into it. Like he likes having all that stuff in there, but you know, fucking Jordan's little cousin. So I'm like, why are you doing that? Why? Like, like, what, you know, what are you like, is this just like a, it's like, oh, you know, there's like 15 milligrams of fucking like shit in there. Like, well, you never smoke cigarettes, right? Just, no. Then why are you doing that? Yeah. Then why are you using something that has nicotine in it now just for what? You I'm know, not, like, I'm not going to let this fanny pack thing go. Hang, hang on a second. Yes. So, <laughs> it's real. This, I, it just so happens that I've been watching a lot of the mediator show on Netflix lately. A yeah. Lot, since I've had some time. I've been painting with Meat Eater on in the background. And then when I'm not painting and watching Meat Eater. It's a great show. It's just a great show. And I watched uh, Caroline and I. We sat down and watched an episode last night together. And it was, I don't know if you've seen it. It's the one where uh, Steve takes Joe Rogan and um, Brian Callen. Up turkey hunting? Hunt. No, no, not turkey hunting. This is the one they went up to, I think, the St. Paul Island or not St. Paul. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, what's the name of that island? Prince of uh, Wales Island. Yeah. To go um, deer hunt. I think they were blacktail. And it was just right off the bat, they're getting ready to take the float plane out. And Joe's got on his, uh, his like black leather fanny pack. And Brian starts giving him shit about it. Yeah. And he's like, no, man. See, this is the problem with men today. Okay. We've let women's opinions dictate our lives so much that's they're intruding on our fashion sense. When I, <laughs> when I have this cool little utility pouch that I get to wear around, you know, like a belt and I get to keep all my stuff in there while you're stuffing stuff in your pockets. I don't care what people think about this. This thing is handy <laughs> as hell. and I love it. You know what I'm saying? But if you're just doing it for the fad, I mean, just be your own person, bro. And that's, I think that it has now be, like I said, I think it has become convenient for him to do that, you know, but there are some things. Well, I mean, and especially when I was in high school. Objectively, it's wasn't. totally great, man. You get, yeah. it's like women carry around a purse for a reason, man. Yeah. You know how much crap they can keep with them at If all it's times? well organized, you got yeah. a good system going on there. Oh, definitely. But if you just have all your shit in a purse like it generally is. Oh, you see the ones walking around with like the giant, like three cubic foot bags i'm sorry have you stuffed. met my wife have you ever seen my <laughs> wife before is that, is that what you're talking about i mean it's handy you get to, i mean you can have whatever you need on she here. holds all my stuff for me exactly <laughs> if i don't want to hold it doesn't fit in my pocket hey will you put this in your purse <laughs> okay uh i am definitely guilty of doing that at yeah. least more than a few times that's part of the jam that's why i don't have a fanny pack oh that's funny but at the same time if she's wearing a dress or something you know 
We've got to hold her phone. We've got to put her lipstick in yep. one of my pockets because that's... Yeah. And I'm like, listen, now my pants are too heavy. Like, I've got too much stuff in my pants now because... Man, never have enough. Like, I fell in love with cargo pocket jeans when I was... <laughs> since I started working this job because... I mean, jeans about, I with wear, cargo pockets on them. Yeah. Yes. Because I wear a I well, not that. jean jeans, but you know, like pants. Okay, pants, cargo pants. Cargo okay. pants. There you go. I thought you meant like proper like jeans with cargo pockets on them. But. I feel like at one point in my life, I probably had one. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you're talking to the guy who spent an entire year, the entire seventh grade year, first year of junior high, only wearing various Hawaiian shirts. That's what you wore in junior yeah. high? That's great. I spiked my hair and I wore Hawaiian shirts for a year. I need some uh, <laughs> junior high calling pictures is what I need in my life. Trenton, when we were in high school, uh, junior high, not high school. In high school, he started wearing pants. But <laughs> all the way through junior high, he only wore jorts, jean shorts. That's it. Jean shorts and a hooded sweatshirt. Every fucking day I ever knew him, like, all the way through junior high up until high school, like up into high school oh, when he started wearing pants. That's so but funny. For three fucking years, nothing but his soccer uniform and jorts and a sweatshirt. Occasionally a t shirt if it got too warm, but jorts. Jorts. Oh. Yep. And then sambas, you know, indoor soccer shoes, the sambas, you know what I'm oh, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those all the time. Those are the only type of shoes he wore for years. Man was probably very comfortable. I got to tell Trent I talk so much shit about him on this episode. He'll <laughs> definitely listen. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, uh, so, so let's go from fanny packs to farm bills. Yes. Yeah. So I only have a little bit about the farm bill. Um, <clears throat> good. We could roll right into pop culture. Yes. Yeah. Pop culture and like other fucking nonsense. Um, so illegalized industrial hemp as a crop, right? Which is dope because nationally. Yes. It will, right? Because it only oh. passed through the Senate, but it's going to go to the House and everything should be gold, right? But it's passed through the Senate. Don't and, let Jeff Sessions and, see that. And in this, yeah, it, it legalized hemp as a crop. That's awesome. And so it can be used for, I mean, for manufacturing, for construction, for everything. Hemp is like the most versatile plant fucking oh, yeah. ever, you know? So we can make anything with it. And it's super duper strong. Paper, all that stuff. It's better. That's... Fuck you, William Randolph first. It's a whole deal. So, I've, and I don't know why he gets this rap, but I feel like I always put Jeff Sessions on Jeff Sessions on this. He he is just the modern day embodiment of William Randolph Hearst in my mind. Yes, fuck Jeff Sessions. Even though he's such a cute little elf, he is man. You put a little green Santa hat on that guy and some twisty curly shoes. He's adorable. Have you? Oh, Colin, <laughs> last year for Christmas. Saturday Night Live. You have to go and watch them now. You have to. Um, they did like two or three episodes where he was an elf on the shelf. And it's like some of the greatest shit I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I know. I'll, I'll find it now and uh, we'll watch it after. That's um, great. Because it's great. So <clears throat> that happened with the hemp, right? Increased from 25 to $350 million annually for high-speed internet in rural areas, which I think is fantastic because is. not anywhere near enough people have high-speed internet. No. Um, it's become an, a necessity almost in society. Not yes. for survival, but to be <clears throat> like almost a per- proactive member of society. You have to have high-speed internet. Yeah. It's weird. And then there's another thing that 
I just want to touch on, but I want you to look into, and I'm going to look more into, and I want to talk about it next week, right? Okay. Because there was something that got tossed out of this bill that had to do with food stints, right? They are trying to limit, like, the amount, limit the way that people can get food stamps and restrict, like, uh, the waivers and stuff that can go out and it's a whole deal, right? And so that got tossed out of the farm bill itself. But after that happened, the Trump administration came out and said that they were going to try and implement those changes, which all kinds of people are upset about, even Republicans, because they said, well, we kind of agreed to just leave it where it is. And that's why we took it out of the bill. You know, we were mm-hmm. just going to let it be. And now the Trump administration is again acting unilaterally to make these changes in food stamps. So that's, well, I mean, that's one of his big, Things was welfare reform. Yes. That was one of Paul Ryan's big things he wanted to hit too, but he never got the chance to. So because Paul Ryan's a bitch. <laughs> He's the Justin Trudeau of the Senate. Yeah. Of the, uh, the, of the House. Yeah. It's nonsense. Yeah. So I want you to look into that, and I'm going to look into that this week, and we'll talk about it next week so long yeah. as the baby doesn't arrive before that. It's true. So we can get a call uh, right now. It's She is at Safeway. She's doing lots of walking around and stuff to try and – Get everything going. <laughs> so try to so, try to. No, I don't want. Even, I can't even say that. Um, but I felt her belly this morning. It was like soft for the first time in a long time. So I think that he's getting in. Oh know, boy, launching formation. Um, so wouldn't it be nice if it was just as easy as like a kid's first water slide? Yes, it would be nice. I feel terrible for her. I feel absolutely horrible. She's just. So uncomfortable, and there's nothing mm-hmm. to be done about it. It just is exactly what it is. It's horrible. I'm not a fan. Um, Soon enough. Soon enough. Yeah, that's what I have to keep telling her. So we will talk more about the farm bill next week because that's all that I really have on it. Um, Sounds good. But I want to talk about that because I think that that's really important. I like um, it. So now we can move on to like the proper grab bag portion of this and pop culture and stuff like that. Um, over Christmas, the president claimed to have given the armed forces their first raise in years, which is not true because they get raises every year. Every because year. Because that's how we treat the military. That's how the shit goes. So yep. <clears throat> that's not true. He might um, have raised what they got. Like they raised Percentage. the percentages, yeah. but they get a raise every year as yeah. – Always do. That's that's part of the gym. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he tra- and he said that he when he went because he made his first trip. Oh yeah, to like an active duty battle station since being president, which is really weird, especially for somebody who talks about the military so much. Mm-hmm. Um, wants to have a fucking parade for the military or whatever. But yeah, so he went there, and while he was there, he's you know trying to talk himself up and is saying that he gave the military their first raise in in over a decade, which is They're like uh, I don't think so. Just not the case. But no. Um, <clears throat> so Walmart, I heard. Okay, so on one of the podcasts that I listened to, I. Don't I don't know which one it is. Remember, Walmart is using virtual reality to train their employees on like everything. NPR. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So Walmart employees are fucking terrible as it is. Why would you use technology to train them with fake people when they already don't do with real people well enough? What the fuck? You can't. There's no logic when it comes to Walmart. Walmart sucks. And it Walmart just, fucking sucks. It exists solely off of you know ruining other local economies it's the only way it can it's the only way it thrives it sucks business out of local businesses sucks up all their business because they could sell for less yeah and good on them for that but they treat their employees like crap 
and it's just Walmart is a, a terrible place. Walmart sucks. It does bring jobs for people that can't get other jobs. You know the one thing that I have found that I actually went to Walmart for a couple weeks ago for the first time in over a year? Fucking big plastic storage totes. Oh, yeah. They're always like that's this time of year. That's the place to go and get those. Yeah. Because they are twice the price anywhere else. And it yes, just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I know. That's <clears throat> it's tough. Like, do I really want to pay $25 for a fucking plastic storage tote? No. I want to pay $10 for it. You know? Yeah. It's it's horrible. So that's what finally drove me to Walmart for the first time in it over happens, a year. It happens, man. It happens. I was pissed. Once you're in, you're never out. Once there's a Walmart in your town, you'll always have to go there for something. It's depressing, but it is the way it is. You know, what else you got in there? Um, let's see here. Uh, this one's a little more pop culture There was a brief moment in time, I believe it was yesterday, might have been the day before, where Instagram changed the way that it scrolled from up and down to you swiped to see the things. People lost their shit. No, no, no. It's it's fixed now. It's oh, okay. it's scrolling now because it was it was only maybe a few hours that it was this way, right? Like Instagram, the app, the app updated, and as part of the update, you went on there and you swiped instead. So okay, so short a time that when I woke up in the beginning of the morning, my app was still scrolling. The next time I got on, it was swiping. Right? That's weird. So I woke up at five. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's doing this. It's scrolling, and then the next time I get on, like an hour later, you probably it's got swiping. popped for one of those test things that they do every now and again. These social media companies will do something pretty minutely severe, yeah, like that. Where, but they only tested on a limited number. People, people lost for their like shit. A little while people yeah. lost their shit. There <laughs> were. I went on my other social medias, and people were freaking the fuck out. Oh, I'm deleting Instagram altogether. Swiping is bullshit. This is stupid. Why would you ever do this? Blah blah blah. And I. <laughs> I didn't care, right? I just don't give a shit. I, I I was like, well, this is not as convenient, but such is life, right? Yeah. So, but when I went on there and I saw all these people so riled up about it, right? I I took to Twitter, as you do, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna find my I'm gonna find my actual tweet because I don't okay. wanna I don't wanna misquote it, right? It's you know, um, it's funny. I did that when my YouTube went down. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Couple months ago, maybe it's just like my YouTube wasn't working, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And so before I jumped online to like actually see if Twitter, you know, if YouTube was down or anything, I pulled up Twitter. And Hashtag put, YouTube down. Yeah. Yep. It was so funny. That happened a couple of years ago with Facebook, and I did the same thing with Twitter. You just go on there, you search the hashtag Facebook down, and it's like this is amazing. This yeah. is hilarious. So I said. You should have larger problems and concerns in your life than an update to an app. <laughs> I suppose it's a positive thing if you don't, but it makes you look awfully shallow, right? <laughs> because like I said, I also found it mildly inconvenient, but certainly wasn't willing to delete Instagram for and wasn't wasn't uh it didn't ruin my day. It didn't negatively <laughs> impact my day, it, like even in the slightest, you know? You're like, "Oh, well, this is a thing now." Like, "Well, I don't really care that much because I got to go to work. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's fucking the 
the 28th of December, and I would rather stay home because my wife is enormously pregnant, and I would love to just hang out and have her put her feet up and fucking play video games so I can fucking be done being John Marston. I'm like, but <laughs> but I don't. I'm going to work, you yeah. know? So why is this what you care about? Like, why, you know? <laughs> but... And, so, and then I told Jordan, like, it just makes me feel like an old man, you know, that I just, I just don't give a shit about this. Like, I just don't, I don't care. But I think I'm losing my fire a little bit in being a, in being a dad. Um, because, <coughs> because I also, <coughs> hi, Carolina is home. I thought you'd text me, love. That's all right. Welcome home. Hey, because I also got fucked out of money by AT&T, right? Last week went and bought Jordan a phone. Oh, shit. So I should have brought her the phone. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so we went, and we, got a, we went and we got our new phone. And I had a payment arrangement set up at AT&T. And there was, so it was for $119, right? And I had to pay that off before I could get her a new phone. So I asked the dude, rich, rich fucking asshole, um, <laughs> said... So I have a payment arrangement set up on my account. I said, so do I need to cancel that or like what? And he said, no, after you pay it with me, it's like it'll just cancel, you know? And I was like, word, because – and I asked him so explicitly, right? Because the last time I called at and it took me three hours to get my money back. Oh. Right? Because three people told me they couldn't do it. Like one supervisor was like, no, I can't do it and blah, blah, blah. Told me she had the ability but wasn't going to do it. And then I finally called back the fourth person and it was a regular guy. And he was like, that's weird. I don't know why they said that. I can do it right now. Give me my money back. That easy, right? Nice. So it took that long. Um, and so that's why I asked Rich so clearly and so explicitly, do I need to correct this myself or will the system correct it? And he was like, no. Like, it'll handle it itself, right? And I was like, cool. So Wrong-o. fucking yesterday, right? Getting ready to go to work. So the Instagram thing happened two days ago because this happened yesterday. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm getting ready to go to work. I get a text message from my bank that's like, your payment for $119 for AT&T just went through. And I said, motherfucker. And it was 7 in the morning. And so AT&T was not open. Customer service. BECU customer service is not open. And neither was the store in the mall. So I wasn't going to go to work for like two or three hours. I was going to take my time and like have fun and do whatever. You know, before we went and met you for the movie. Yeah. And so I got so mad that I told Jordan, I said, I don't want to eat breakfast. Said, I'm going to get ready and I'm going to go to work. And then I'm going to go to the AT&T store when they open. And I'm going to make Rich call. He's going to call customer service. And he's going to get my money back. Because I'm not going to waste three hours on the telephone with fucking AT&T customer service. Because I don't have the time for this shit. Right? So I get super stoned. And then I hang out for a while. And then I went and did my thing. And so... In the hours while I'm waiting for <laughs> that's just stupid. Um, so in the hours that I'm waiting to go to the AT&T store, right? My, <laughs> I'm trying to calm down. And so. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so I do calm down, right? And then it's getting to like 30 minutes to when I'm going to go to the AT&T store. And I'm talking to Jordan. And I'm like, I'm irritated because I'm at this point where I don't want to go to the AT&T store. You know, like I like I don't want to do that with my day. I would no. rather stay here and work longer, you know, and get more money and then just go to the movies and be calling there. So but I also don't want to call because it took me so fucking long the last time I did that. And I don't feel like I should do that because Rich fucking lied to me. You know? Because yeah. either he lied to me or he told me he wasn't sure about it, in which case he should have said that he didn't know, and I would have just canceled it myself anyway. 
just to be safe. You know, but because yep. he told me I didn't have to, I didn't do it. Gave you right? false hopes, bro. Right. I'm like, I don't care if you don't know. Just tell me that. That's We say that all the time. I don't care if you don't know. Just say that. I would yeah. rather you just say that and I'll handle it myself. Right? So... I told Jordan, I said, I'm really frustrated because I don't want to do this. You know, I don't want to go. I said, I would rather just call. I said, but then I get more irritated because it makes me feel weak. He said, because six months ago, I would still be pissed off about this. And I would roll into AT&T and I would bitch out three different people. And I would give my money back and I would leave. I said, I would probably leave with more money than I fucking paid AT&T with. You know, <laughs> probably. So then I feel like a fucking old man. So then I'm. 24 and i feel <laughs> like an old man because i would rather just call and like you Screw know it. not waste three hours because if it takes that long i'm definitely going in but like just try and do it you know and just like no like that's not like, it doesn't make you fucking weak or anything like you just don't want to waste your time yeah. and you don't know for sure that rich will be working so if you go in there and rich is not working you then have to be a dick to somebody else who didn't do this to you because rich fucked up you know it's like so like that's all right. Like that's reasonable, you know. It is. And like I know that it is, but like I still feel bad. Yeah, something <laughs> the testosterone inside of me is like that. You're a bitch now. Like that's a weak move that you just made. And I'm like, no, because I called AT and T, and the first woman I talked to, it's like I can totally do that. Give me five minutes, and I was like, awesome. Like this is fucking great. So I spent ten minutes on the phone, and it was handled. So like it wasn't. Okay. This time it wasn't even a problem, you know. <laughs> but just doing that, I was like, I was like, I just gave up. Like I quit on this situation, and Rich just won. And this is horrible. <laughs> I was like, this is a horrible feeling that I have. And it was all I got my money back and everything. And I'm like, oh, man, what a conundrum being a 24 year old dad is really complicated (laughs) it's really complicated there's a lot of really intense emotions that come with it you know that's like Uh, who am i really because i'm 24 but also i have a kid so like what type of life should i be leading you know it's strange see a lot of people that i went to school with and stuff they're like just going to fat parties and shit at people's houses that would be kind of fun but like but I have to go to work at like five o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> like, so I, like, I can't do that. Like, yep. That doesn't. And it's just you're not, interesting. You're not an old man. You're just a grown man. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> these are our problems that and we it's, deal with. It's just interesting to see like the differences in paths that people took. You know. Oh like, yeah. So weird. To this day, know? once you get to my age, you start realizing the people that are still out like partying and all that stuff. You go, yeah. Oh. I'm really glad I'm not those people anymore. Yeah. I'm very happy with where I'm at. That's a very, it's a real, real thing to have to come to terms with. Well, and I told Jordan that I was happy. I felt comfortable enough with like, I did enough of that shit in high school and in the years immediately afterwards that I felt comfortable that I wouldn't turn 40 years old and freak out and be like, oh my God, I didn't live my life up enough, you know, and like leave our kid being 16 years old, you know, with like no good dad you know like because that would be really shitty like yep. that would be really shitty like so i'm glad that, that i'm comfortable enough with the stuff i did oh, to yeah. not be worried that i'll do that yeah because you don't want to be one of those young younger in our terms yeah um parents these days that just leaves their kid with babysitters all the time or drops other parents while you go party and right i know a lot of those types of people and i just that's not the way you know, maybe we're just old souls done. But we don't, <laughs> you know, once I have a family, it's it's family life for me. Yeah. You know, and I think I've tried to do that since I got out of the Coast Guard. Just try to live that type of lifestyle. And then that way I get used to it and I know what I'm doing. Maybe. Not that I know what I'm doing. 
Nobody does. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. Exactly. No, I'm. Nobody does. Building things out of wood and receiving gifts and <laughs> waiting for a baby to get here is all that <laughs> I'm doing. I don't know what's going on. No, no, I feel comfortable that I at least like there's a lot of babies that have been born in my family. So I've been around new babies like a lot. Oh yeah. So I've am. I've got more baby experience than Jordan does. Like baby, baby experience. When my sister had her first kid, she lived in the downstairs of our house. So for the first year of Ryan's life, oh, I yeah. helped raise that motherfucker. So That's I sp- awesome. spent a lot of nights with just him, you know, sleeping on my bed and shit. And I'm like, this is what we're doing tonight. So, Heck yeah. We're just yeah. kicking it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not worried about that at all. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Very excited for you. You're going to take like it to a dog to water. Hope so. Fish my, to water. My dog Soup loves water. water. See, our dogs probably love water. My dog loves water. You know, I got two little Chihuahua rats in there. They probably don't like. Water. Don't like it. <laughs> my dog's a swimming ass dog. She yeah, loves yeah. that shit. If we bring Chloe down to the pond out back, she just she'll as soon as she sees it, she'll bolt for it. She's just going jump swimming. right in it. Yeah, yeah. So I think we should probably work on wrapping this thing up. Yes, here and move along, but. I Good. think we should pimp out our awesome audio blog posts that we started while we were essentially taking our weeks off. Yeah, and then we can hit sports and shit. And then we can move on. So, um, yes. So the first audio blog post that we did was mine, um, and I believe there was rule number nine. Yes. Um, don't and lie. it was was, was assume the person you're listening to mm-hmm. knows something that you don't, uh, and so. Did that one and did an audio blog post and it went pretty good. Um, and then you did yours and I ran Contra Part 1 this week, which I thought was fucking really good. Oh, and you. the production value was much higher on this one than it was on mine, um, which I, well, is good. Well, we just did it different ways. Yeah. And so... I didn't know how this was going to turn out until I started recording. I liked it a lot. I liked what you did. I told you the cliffhanger was solid because when you got to that point and you're like, and this, we'll find out next week. And I was like, oh, you fucker. <laughs> I was like, you fucker. I was I was totally at the point where I was wrapped in the story. So it was good. I'm having a really um, fun time just getting involved in the... I like this whole multi-part thing. Yeah. You tackle bigger things and just spread it out. Yes. It makes it makes it really fun. Yes. And then, like, you know, I've taken a couple of breaks. Like, this week I'm going to do on this because my grandma gave me this book mm-hmm. and asked me to read it. So, my my audio blog post this week will be on The Origin of Others by Toni Morrison. Um, it's a pretty short book. It's like 114 pages, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm already halfway through it and I've read for like two hours. So, it's pretty... I run on and off for two hours. It's a, it's a pretty that's easy, awesome. it's a pretty easy read. It's a collection of short essays about different stuff. And so oh, this, cool. this piece of paper in here is notes that you and I are also going to talk about when I'm done with it. Um, nice. And I'm going to do the audio blog post and we'll, cause a lot of it's about race and shit like that. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that it will be and that you probably would. Oh yeah. At least find it interesting. I certainly don't agree with Absolutely. everything that she's saying, but it's interesting, yeah. you know, forward um, by Tanya Hesey Coates. Yeah. So it's it's pretty good. So that will be what mine is about this week, and that will drop on Thursday. Word. Um, yeah, I'm gonna finish this book tomorrow, and then I'll get it all written up, and then the the record and, and the and the edit. I'm know? excited. At I'm least tr- the I'm gonna try to record mine a week early. Yeah, just to have it ready. At least the edit is pretty easy. You just kind of have to go through and cut shit out. You know, you just cut out the pieces you don't like. Like that's. Yeah, I didn't do that. No, I did it the long way because oh. I wanted it to sound a specific way. Yeah, and so I'd go back and I'd record something, 
And then I'd go to the next area and be like, no, I want to add something into there. And then I'd change it. And then I'd go yeah. back. And then I'd delete the whole thing and record that area. And then I, I, I edited as I went. Oh. So for eight minutes of audio, I had I recorded for about an hour. Oh, and I just... Well, when you listened to it, I just went for like 25 minutes. I just yeah. kept trying stuff until I found one that I liked. Mm-hmm. And then when I went through and I was editing it, I just cut out all the other stuff. Yeah. And just left the piece I wanted. And like, I had a little piece of silence. So for like... And would paste it in there so that I had, you mm-hmm. know, just like three seconds or whatever in between each paragraph. Yeah. So... I found that to be a little bit easier to it's a just lot. let the microphone go for an hour and then listen oh, yeah. to it again. And That's cut probably out the a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Because if you fuck it up, you know, you heard me. I just go, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then I would just start over again. So, so just, good. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, if you haven't listened to those, they're like less than 10 minutes a piece. I think yours was eight and yeah. mine was nine. So, yeah. it's they're pretty... And that's with the opening and closing. I mean, that's yeah. not even all audio content. You know, it's there's a beginning where we're kind of saying what it is and then a closing and whatever. So that's... I'm really excited to see how these evolve. Yes. Because they will. Yes. Just like the show did. Because these are almost like our own little mini shows that we do on the side. Yours are going to have fucking little sound effects in there in no time. And I know... Yes, they will. (laughs) I know they will. Like, uh... You I know. discovered royalty-free music. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> That's I know. I almost was like when I heard that, I was like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "What the shit is this?" Like, just making it up all the yeah. time. Yeah, like we've had been doing this for fucking forty weeks, and you're putting fucking music in your own goddamn podcast. I'm like, "What the hell's going on here?" The testing grounds. Baby. Yeah, the testing grounds. But at least now you know how to do it for this week's podcast. So. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And now, now the difficult part is going to be like, all right, what do I put where? That's going to be. I'm excited. I'm excited to help you decide. It's going to be fun. I'm definitely here for input on what parts to put where. So yeah, I'm probably going to record the intro, probably like four or five different separate versions and send to you. Yeah. And then we'll figure out which one. Yeah. Cause the, yeah, the only thing that's different about doing the podcast is just the beginning. It's how do I want the beginning to go? Yeah. You know, picking out little clips and stuff now, but with music and stuff, those clips, because there's that down period in the music, that's going to be clip Fade that right in. You know what I'm saying? So, look forward to always evolving things here at Salt of the Streets. Yep. I love that shit. Uh, So, that's it as far as the blog goes. So, we can go and move on to sports if you want. Okay. So, I have quite a list of things because I've been out for a couple weeks, and then we're going to go over the playoff picture. And then as it sits now, because there's still week 17 this week, so some mm-hmm. shit does still change. There are still some things that are hinged here. Like if the Ravens win, then they go into the playoffs. But if the Steelers, but if they lose and the Steelers win, the Steelers go in. And yeah. like if, if the starts getting complicated. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the tiebreakers and all the bullshit. So, um, all right. So let's go here. Tom Brady passes Peyton Manning for the most touchdowns ever. Shut uh, up. So Peyton. I mean, Tom Brady has Tom a fuckload of touchdowns. Pretty boy Tom Brady. Um, Larry Fitz has the most receptions with a single team in NFL history, 1,282. And that was at the time of the record, so it's probably 10 or 20 more. You could not carry now. me to the playoffs. Uh, dude, Larry Fitz, that rookie quarterback, was struggling this yeah. year. Um, I picked him up late, too. But yeah. That's, I had him for most of the year and then dropped him because he was shitting on me and I didn't have room yeah. on my bench for that nonsense. So... Um, <clears throat> The Raiders fired their GM, Reggie McKenzie. The Vikings fired their offensive coordinator, John DiFilippo, after... DiFilippo. Yeah, they had a game that wasn't fantastic. I think it was against the Hawks. Mm -hmm. They fired him after the Hawks game. They fired him. Um, 
Julio Jones is the only receiver in NFL history to have five straight seasons with 1,400 yards or more because Julio Jones is fucking nasty. Nasty, um, dude. Tremaine Edmonds, and I talked about him before, him and his brother, when they got drafted because this guy is – Tremaine Edmonds is the youngest player ever to intercept a pass, right? Ooh. He's also the youngest guy to be drafted in the NFL. He's 20 years old, seven months, and seven days. <laughs> That's how old Tremaine Edmonds is. <laughs> As of today? Yes. Nine. No, as of that okay. as of that day. So whenever I updated this, um, this was like two weeks ago. So probably okay, two weeks yeah. ago tomorrow um, is how old he was. Um, there is a left tackle for the Cowboys, Tyron Smith, who wears a knee brace as an elbow brace because He's a big dude. they don't have elbow braces that will fit him. And Jordan told me that I should talk to my boss about it, and I almost kind of think I should. You know, I, to be like, hey, there's a guy who, like, plays for the Cowboys that literally can't find shit that works for him. I think that that might be a... Yes, please. So, Start making phone calls, boys. So I might try and mention that. Um, the Rams cut Farrell Cooper, who's, like, a kick returner and, like, whatever, and then he signed with somebody else right afterwards, but I didn't write that down. Um, Josh Gordon, the wide receiver, started this year with the Browns and then went to the Pats. And he is facing an indefinite suspension from the league and says that he's stepping away from the league because he got popped on a drug test again. Um, And this is like the fifth one, I think. And that's why it's an indefinite suspension. So he's just walking away to work on his mental health. Um, Patrick Peterson, Pat Pete, becomes a third person along with Jim Brown and Barry Sanders to be elected to eight Pro Bowls before the age of 29. Pat Pete is fucking nasty. Pat Pete is a corner for oh. uh, the Cardinals. Okay. Patrick Peterson. He Patrick is Peterson. Amazing. DeForest Buckner. I hear trying to work on a long-term deal with the Niners. DeForest Buckner is a D-end for the Niners uh, who went to Oregon. That is why that oh, is okay. important. So, <laughs> and he's balling. Uh, and so he is working on a long deal, long-term deal. The Chiefs signed Damian Williams to a two-year extension worth $8 million because – Kareem Hunt has all that shit going on, so Kareem Hunt <laughs> is no longer on the Chiefs, and so they had to find a new running back, and it looks like Damon Williams is going to be that guy for a while. Uh, the Jets assigned Quincy Inunua to a four-year deal that is worth up to $36 million. They're Ooh. trying to – they just got that new quarterback, Sam Donald, and he's looking pretty all right now, and so they're kind of trying to, like, build that team around him a little bit, and Inunua is a good downfield threat, and Inunua is good. Uh, and the Pats – have 10 straight AFC East titles, which is like the most that that's ever happened, you know? That's a lot of titles. 10 times in a row. Like, Good. that's never happened before ever. Yeah. That's insane. 10 in a row is absurd. Uh, <sighs> and then college ball, Oregon signed the number one recruit overall at high school. He's a DN and he looks nasty. Ooh. So Oregon's out here doing real shit. Um, when it comes to injuries, got a couple and i don't i didn't finish out this list because fantasy is over and that's largely what this was for even though it didn't help anybody because this came out after the games anyway next year when fantasy comes around i think that we'll probably will release this on a different day or something like that i would hope that we're in a different place a year from now with this i god uh, i would hope so that this is helping people (laughs) more um that would be nice so i have some injuries here um the eagles placed 
running back Corey Clement on IR. Carson Wentz is out for the rest of the year with a back injury. And Nick Foles, who's his backup, who won the Super Bowl last year with the Eagles, right? Yeah. Last week, he came in for Carson Wentz and broke an Eagles franchise passing record, 472 yards. Why is he? Because <laughs> he was terrible when the year started. He was horrible. Yeah, that's He was true. horrible. But for some reason, when he comes off the bench with two weeks left, he can just dominate. So I'm excited to see. Maybe he's got a, he carries that chip on his shoulder long enough. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, but I'm excited to see how he plays this week. Um, Michael Kendricks, right? He, he's a linebacker for the Hawks, and he came over from the Browns because he had some insider trading shit that went down. And do you oh. remember that? We talked about that. He yeah. had to try to trading and got fined like a million dollars. He's out for the rest of the season, broke his tibia. Um, I think against the Vikings. Played played the rest of the game, I think, with this broken leg. And then, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. That's insanity. Um, Frank Gore is going to miss the rest of the season with a foot injury. Aaron Jones is running back for the Packers. He has an MCL sprain. He's out for the rest of the year. Plays from on IR. Carryon Johnson's out for the rest of the year. Cam Newton, out for the rest of the year. Dang. Yep. Cam Newton? Cam Newton, out for the rest of the year. Shoulders fucked. Looks Ooh. terrible. Yeah, looks Yay. terrible. I mean, boo. Poor Cam Newton. Next yeah. week, I just want to plant the seed in your head so you can get irritated about it. Um, I want to talk to you about the social advances that the survivors of the Parkland shooting are getting for being the survivors of the Parkland shooting. I want to talk okay. about that next week. Because, like, David Hogg just got into Harvard or some such shit and, you know, it's it's a whole it's a whole deal. So that's in my grab bag. So I'd like to talk about that next week. Ten four. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I wrote it down. So okay, yeah. So that is all I have for sports and for everything. So unless you have anything else, I have one quick sports related news type item. Yes, uh, something I found really interesting on Joe Rogan. Uh, yes, talking about last week. Yes, um, UFC two thirty two. Uh, the big main card on that one's lightweight, the light heavyweight. Um, I don't know if it's a title fight. Just coming up or it already happened? It's happening tonight at 7. So oh, I want to talk about playoffs too, out, but that's okay. quick. Go ahead. By the time this comes out. But anyways, the, the main big big card is John Jones against Alexander Gustafson. Really? Gustafson, yeah. And that should be a good one. Yeah. And John Jones is coming back. Bones after, Jones. He's coming back after being popped for again, right? But the thing is, there's a big controversy here because the levels, I guess, the advances in in testing has elapsed so much, or it's advanced so much, even within like the year or so he's been out, that they're still they're picking up like trace amounts that may or may not just be residual amounts from. When he first got popped. Really? And so that kind of came out, but they're still holding the event. They ended up moving the event for him to a super smaller place too, which is not very good at all. But I'll be curious to see how that turns out and to see what Did they the have UFC to give people their money back. Be. I don't For some I don't of the know. tickets? I have no idea how that works. I would That's assume. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. So I'll be I'll be curious how that John Jones fight comes out. Yeah. You know, his record's 22-1-0, and Alexander's 18-4-0. Word. So it'll be interesting. I'm not usually – I don't follow UFC that much, but – I don't you – know. I used to when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I like to watch it, but I don't follow it. Yeah. It's not, 
Yeah, that'll be a good one. So we'll find out. Word. So playoffs real quick, just as it sits right now, um, the people who have clinched, well, Jordan hates that word. Hates, hates the word clinch. Hey, Jordan. Clinch. Clinch the playoff berth. Hates it. <laughs> Fucking oh. hates it, right? So the Chiefs and the Pats for the AFC are locked into the divisional round and the Saints and the Rams in the NFC. And then in the wild card round, as it sits now, like I said, this is as it sits now, as of 3.32 p.m. Sunday, December 29, 2018. Because next week it will be different. We have a locked-in playoff picture that I will tell everybody what it is. As it sits now, AFC wild card round is the Colts versus the Texans, the Chargers versus the Ravens. And in the NFC, it's the Vikings versus the Bears, the Seahawks versus the Cowboys, and we'll fuck on the Cowboys. Yeah. So, that is how it goes. In the hunt, in the AFC are the Titans and the Steelers, and the NFC is the Eagles. So, we will see what happens this week, and it is going to be sick. I'm so fucking jazzed. <laughs> you know what I'm jazzed for? I'm going to have a baby for the Super Bowl. Woo! I get to watch the Super Bowl with my baby. That's that going to be cool. Awesome. Baby's so, first Super Bowl. Yeah, that's going to be rad. Um, so that's it. That's Work. sports. That's all the stuff. Let me... I'm excited for a uh, a hot line here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you ready? So. <laughs> Am I ever? <laughs> all right. So what we want is we'll definitely take that big brown mound and then this curly stuff and that thing that looks like a blanket. Definitely. I want that. Brown mound. We're back to shit jokes. 